Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially DDT. Uh, they had a show called What Are You Doing? And what are they doing having a show called What Are You Doing? Uh, I told you, DDT, I'm a New Japan pro wrestling podcaster, and that's it. That You got no chance. Unless you do a show called Stank Nuggets, and it has to be in conference room number two. Those are my <laughs> stipulations. My name's Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, my name's Mr. Andy, also known as that Mr. Guy, and I'm happy to wrap up uh, Best of Super Juniors this year with two of my favorite people in the world. I mean, what, you know, what could be better? Uh, El Desperado winning the Best of Super Juniors, but... <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know why people listen to podcasts and they're like, at the start of the podcast, the people doing the podcast are like, spoilers. Like, everyone has probably watched the show or listened Luke, to news read. They fucking know, right? I don't want to step on your toes. Hey, guys, this is Lexus Montez here. I'm here again. Lexus! That's the Super Juniors. Luke, I feel you on that. I hate when people are like, don't spoil the match for me, i.e. the other bald guy on this show. And it's like, yo... Fam, I'm not going to tell you who wins game one between ball. I'm going to tell you who wins game one of Boston Celtics versus um, the Warriors this year. Sorry. Oh, yes. Congratulations to you also as well, Mr. Andy, on that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Celtics whooping ass. And uh, it's uh, I was worried, but that first game went really well. You get Seth Curry in foul trouble. All of a sudden, you know, that game opens up for you. So good job, Celtics. Ready for game two tonight. I have no idea what the fuck you guys just said. <laughs> we are a new japan pro wrestling podcast and let's just get all the uh all the stuff out of the way early there are ways people can contact us if they wish to yeah voicey or written emails never open pot at gmail.com we are on the tweety i'm uh at grumpy 2eb mr guy is at Joseph tweets collectively we are uh at never open pod those are the ways to contact us we have a teespring store buy a shit you will look never as fuck also, are we are, are we allowed to mention this on the show, Mister Andy, about uh, something that's happened to Mister Alexis Montez yeah. very very recently? Of course, do it, man. Oh well, Alexis Montez last night at Unsanctioned Pro, you defeated the hated AC Mac and are crowned the Unsanctioned Pro Heavyweight Champion. How's it feel, champ? I'm tired. All right, he is tired, but I am super excited, even though it's like 10 p.m. my time, so shut up about being tired, that uh, not only do we have wrestler Lexus Montez on our podcast, we have fucking champion Lexus right. Montez yeah. on podcast. You've Technically, I'm a double champ because I'm still technically the immortal champion. Hell yeah! yeah! Lexus two belts! <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I does that also, does that count though, Luke? That when when a company folds and you're the champion, like does that mean that you're just the champion of that company forever? I feel I like that that's the way it should be. Like in my heart of hearts, <laughs> Rhino is still the last champion of ECW. There you go. What if like you you kill the town, and like it's because of you that the place folds? You still get to be champion forever. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're still in that history books. Last champion. It feels like you held the fort for as long as you could, and then it failed. I don't know. But uh, I just want to say at the start, uh, 
we've have we have a lot of stuff to cover on this episode. Oh, so we have a Mr. Ian uh, review for a strong and something else that's very special, which will be featured next episode. Even if Ian does another strong review, uh, oh, we'll just you know you get a double day say Ian next time. We got a lot to cover, so I just wanted to put that out there, especially for Mr. Ian if he's listening to this and being like. The fuck's my fucking review coming up? Like, we love you, dude. Next episode, hell yeah. And before we get started on the shows, there's news. Uh, one of them involves the final night that we will cover, which is uh, Juice has appendicitis. Has to have emergency surgery for that. So he missed the final night of the best of the Super Juniors. But he's still advertised for Dominion. So... Fingers crossed. Yay. Also, the uh, <laughs> Hikaleo was on Dynamite. If all you Hikaleo fans who love AW, there you go. Uh, there was an, also a moment on AW. Please don't hate me too much for mentioning AW, Mr. Lexus. Uh, Tanahashi came out and challenged CM Punk for the, for the title. The only problem is that CM Punk is now injured. For an indeterminate amount of time, and he has not relinquished his but his title. He get, he gets to be the champ, but now they are claim going to crown an interim champ with logic that hurts my fucking brain, and I won't go into too much because we have a really long show, and I don't want to fucking bore the double champ with this bullshit. But needless to say, okay, I feel like that didn't make any sense, but Paul- yeah, see. Punk winning the title, that that itself, that's a whole nother podcast for me. But <laughs> Okay. Continue. Luke, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know where this thing came up where I went crazy on AEW. I need to know what happened. I don't remember. It, it was show. an episode. Yeah, it's on the show. Like the last best of Super Juniors. You, yeah, it was one of those. That's okay. I think it was the uh, fans. It was AEW fans. Yeah, fans. It was fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was they are they're the worst. I mean, just awful people. So Yeah, they fucking suck. <laughs> and I know I am one of them. <laughs> but look, uh, look, this this will feed into Dominion where Goto and Tanahashi will have a match to determine who gets to I guess do the thing that Tanahashi said he was going to do originally, which was challenge the AEW champ. And then AEW is going to have a battle royale to decide who's going to face John Moxley, who's the number one ranked AEW wrestler, to be- determine who he's going to beat. Because obviously it's going to be fucking Tanahashi versus Moxley, the end. They've been teasing this match for fucking ever. It's time. We don't get yeah. Sam Punk, Tanahashi. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Look, just... Let's, let's do this match already. We're ready. And uh, I'm pretty sure that is all of the news. Uh, anything yes. else will be... Like, I know there's some returns and stuff, but that that'll coincides with the fucking last night of the best of the Super Juniors. So that's all of the news, all of the preamble, all of the stuff. I, I would I, just want to say one thing. If yep. you're a fan out there of us and... Like of wrestling, go read the AEW press release about this mm-hmm. information we just discussed, and um, just you know, if you think that's awesome, just just look in your soul and realize you're wrong. So, <laughs> look, look, 
I, I'm a fan of both New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Obviously, I'm more a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling because I'm a big fucking nerd that does a podcast about it. But yeah, come on, man. It's going to be Tanahashi versus Moxley. If, if we don't get it, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What's well, like, yeah. it's almost like they're putting all these roadblocks in the way so that when it doesn't happen, they can be like, well, we blame some heel for that. It's like, what? It better fucking happen. Come Stay on. tuned for AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling. Forbidden Door ro- slash Roadblock, whatever. They announced think- another match, Luke, for this thing, and it's like Hangman Page versus fucking Finley. And Finley's like, oh, I'm kicking down the Forbidden Door, and I'm going to win the titles and the things. And it's like, no, you're not, Finley. Oh, that's right. Next week on Dynamite, Why? it's going to be Hangman Page versus Finley. And I'm, I'm sorry, Finley, but, yeah, you, you're, you're losing that match. Cause- I mean... It's possible yeah. he'd win uh, just to put him over, like he beat Jay White that one time. But that's the last one you get, Finley. Yeah, <laughs> that's another guy I could have a rant about, but I'm not going to. Yeah, he's snake bit, and so is let's, Juice. Let's, and, hey, we need to move yeah. off from this segment. <laughs> we need to move <laughs> off. All right, so let's do it. <laughs> Night ten of the best of the Sibis Juniors. We're at the Sheba. Makahari Messi International Conference Hall 3. And, uh, hey, DDT, you want us to be a DDT podcast? You've got to have yourself a show at the Shiba Makahari Messi International Conference Room number two and call it Stank Nuggets. But, uh, <laughs> it's you know probably, I bet the conference room number two is like a like 10 by 20 room. Too with like a low ceiling, that would be amazing. DDT can have to put, show in there, and then they have to put the small ring in it and stuff. But uh, <laughs> normally, this is where I'd ask you about facts about this place. But we got lots to cover, and unless you oh, are yeah. dying to tell us about this place, I'm going to go straight into Francesco Akira. Well, I mean, one thing I do want to mention is that it's yes. an international conference hall. So, yeah, that's right. I just want to make sure everybody knew that. Which would make the show be called, should be called then International Stank Nuggets. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Francesco Kira versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Both men are on four points. There's a mini Kanemaru game, but they're at the start by Kanemaru himself, which is very nice. And uh, Kanemaru is, of course, fuck your leg to Mr. Akira. Look, this match is okay, guys, and it's it's like ninety percent Katamaru kicking ass, only lo- only to lose it to the end. At the end, that's a great start to the fireball by Akira. Uh, it's cool to see him kick out of the fireplex though, but this is like a like an old school Lex Luger match where he gets beat up for like twenty minutes. Well, it feels like twenty minutes, and then he puts on the torture rack and he wins. So. <laughs> It's fine. Akira at six, Katamaro at four. What did you guys think? Uh, Mr. Andy, go. Well, Katamaru was, like, bumping his ass off in this match. He took oh, yeah. uh, this amazing bump on that twisty fire suplex thingy, whatever it is, neck breaker doohickey. That was tremendous. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it was, like you said. I mean, that's pretty much it. And uh, I, I enjoyed a high-angle single-leg grab from Kanemaru, too. That's just dick, and you love seeing that. Um, also, they did the old, you know, flying nothing uh, drop kick out of the air, which is in every match now, because I mentioned that. Now it's in every match, so. 
<laughs> Mr. Lexus? No, I don't really remember this match too well. Um, but in my notes, I just have very solid showing from Akira. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yep. That's I think fair. we're going to have a, 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 a lot of notes like that, Mr. Lexus, going forward. Because how long ago was that, 10? Holy shit. Yeah, but, how Obviously, we all rewatch the shows fresh for our podcast because professional oh, is our job. <laughs> this is like inside the NBA on uh, TNT right now. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Next match we have is Clark Connors versus Taiji Ishimori. And I thought this was solid stuff. Uh, Connors does a gnarly deadlift German where Ishimori, like, barely touches the ground. It's kind of like Mission Impossible, uh, if that makes sense. But uh, Connors is on six, and there's no way he's beating the champion in this match. Bona lock. Ishimori's on ten. Connors on six. Mr. Lexus, did you like Connors versus Ishimori? I did, I did. And I and I have this as well to say about this match. Well, about Clark Connors. I feel like if Clark Connors was a little bit taller, he'd probably be in the G1. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't necessarily wrestle like a junior. He doesn't wrestle like somebody who would be like considered a junior heavyweight. Which is fine. That's another like knockdown. It's just like a cool observation. Like if he was probably like like two or three inches taller, because he's he's a short dude. Like meeting him before, like and you know, but he he probably would be in the G one. But this was a good match nonetheless. Um, I think Taiji Shimori um, is in cruise control, and a lot of these dudes are younger than him, so he's kind of like, if you watch it, he's like teaching them as he's wrestling them. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. What about you, Sandy? Well, just to feed into what Lexus said there at the very beginning, Ishimori agrees with you, uh, Lexus. He's he complains to the refs that Connors isn't a junior. He's like, this guy's not a junior. Look how big he is. And yeah. so the the story of this match is he says that about all the juniors. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's true, because uh, you know they're always like, stand up, Ishimori, and he's like, I am. Um, <laughs> The uh, yeah, that's from the monkeys TV show that joke. So anyway, um, the uh, it's funny because he complains about that, but then like this match has a fun dynamic at the beginning because it's a legit like big man little man match, and that's fun until Ishimori like takes over and is just like fuck you dude and starts hitting power moves on him. <laughs> it looks hilarious, and uh, I love it. Uh, Ishimori's had a tremendous tournament, and this is just another chapter in that uh, in that story. <laughs> okay. Holy shit! I feel like I just like someone who just played Five Nights at Freddy's, and the fucking thing just came out. <laughs> like, ah! I I think that was just the listeners in their mind cheering what I just said. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what I always yeah. think. <laughs> Mr. Guy, Mr. Guy, Mr. Guy. Yeah. That, that's exactly what they're chanting as they, they listen to this in their ear holes. I know. And so am I. I'm one of those. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm in the cheer squad, of course. Oh, shit. Guess what I'm cheering in my head? Mr. What? Guy, Mr. Guy. <laughs> I need to cheer for other people. Damn it. Damn it. Get your shit in, Mr. Andy. Well, yeah, you can. All right. Let, let's uh, let let's uh, let's throw to you first, Miss Andy, for this one. We have 
Titan at two versus Bushi at six. What did you think of Titan versus Bushi? Um, I didn't like the results of this match. It made me upset because I just don't want anything good for Teton. I don't. He doesn't deserve good things, in my opinion. So, um, <laughs> but there's a can. Of, that was not enough. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, half this tournament, his last game is just like so shit. Half, half this tournament, he was great, and the other half, he was just okay. So, um, it, it, like at the beginning, we get a Canamore Gambit from Bushi, which is oh, crazy. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, fuck your mask, Teton, and starts trying to take it off, which is great. You know, you can't be a masked wrestler. I'm the only masked wrestler. And uh, there's like basically Teton's mask just kind of like comes off at one point, and that was interesting. I uh, didn't see his face because I wasn't looking, but uh, he comes back with his <laughs> mat- <laughs> matrix dodge and top rope springboard drop kick to the inside, uh, then a tope to the outside, which is nice. Package neck breaker thing from Teton, which is fun. Fun strike exchange ends in a DDT from Bushi for a double down. We get the Bouye spot with forearms, and they have another strike exchange. Teton, maybe don't do those. Um, t- tornado DDT from Teton, it looks great. And a springboard double stop. And fucking Teton beat Bushi. Ooh. So before I throw to you, Mr. Lexus, my, my major note for this match is Teton should change his name to Titan. Yeah, meaning, like, tighten that fucking mask up, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like. <laughs> no, worst of it. I think it was, uh, was it TJP who tried to, like, basically took his mask off as well? At the, at yeah. the Somebody else was like, fucking with his mask to the point where his mask was also off but um no i think that bushi does have a prejudice against other mask wearers um because yeah. he fucking hates teton bro like i don't know why yeah. he's just continuously just destroying him on each attempt but um i don't really care too much for teton i'm on the same boat as uh mr andy yeah i think that um i think all the cmll guys are busy and they were like, hey, what are you doing? Are you free? <laughs> so he was kind of like the backup's backup, you know. He was deep in the bench and I had to call him out, call him off the bench. I absolutely get that. I would also say that despite our feelings towards Teton, this is also Teton's best super juniors that we've seen. Like, yeah. So, you know, that that is, is what it is. Our next match is Teton apologist Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Teton. Teton we'll sympathizer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I sound like that, that now. We'll we'll get there. That we'll get there. Tournament that aren't Teton. Say that again. I was saying that Teton's not a bad choice, but you know who we want. We want like the Ryu Lees or like uh, a Bandito, Bandito or some. Well, Bandito would definitely never be in best of super juniors but you know Again. some other people you know that aren't yeah. te- so bandito so, like, was in best of super juniors once i'm pretty yeah. sure was, but yeah, he was to be honest with you yeah it's like the jingo effect like he's too big to be a junior okay yeah. fair enough yeah i i just want to say that i miss bandito and i want to see him on like I don't know, fuck it. Put him in the J one. I don't give a shit. Like do it. I do give like, a shit. I think, like, and I think if, it, if I could make the roster for this, I would probably swap out Teton for like Rocky. Yes. Because I'm great. Hell yeah. 
Rocky Romero, uh, is, yeah, fuck yeah, same page. All right, so next match we have Ryusuke Taguchi versus Yo. Uh, <clears throat> this was fine, but like I thought it was kind of slow in places. Like I don't know, there's bright green undies on Taguchi, and he wins this with some ass pin, and it was fine, and I was very happy because Taguchi beat Yo. And uh, it, that's how it should be. Uh, I was very satisfied with this, despite being kind of nonplussed about that. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Mr. Lexus, did you rate Taguchi versus Joe higher than I did? Um, no, because I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, there you go, man. Mr. Andy, <laughs> hey. Dis- you're disrespecting the ABC off-white god. What the hell? Listen, you know oh, my god. Feel- you know how I feel about the APC god. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, bro. I don't know. Hey, I watched it, and it is slow and boring. This match yes, is slow and it boring. Is. And it's like it's a best of super juniors match, and they're like, well, I'm gonna walk over here and eh, think about doing a move. Here we go. Yeah, let's do a move. You know, it's like that. It's kind of bummed yeah. uh, me out. But uh, there was a really. How do you funny... have a boring match against the Gucci? What the fuck? Be Everyone does good stuff that. against the Gucci. Like, what are you doing? This should have been fucking fun. But well, I'm, Luke- bored. I'm bored and I'm a boring person, and this is how I express myself. Except that, like, yeah. <sighs> I mean, Taguchi's not boring though. He does a couple things. Like, he hits a no, a, a, a hand. He hits a handspring, like back elbow, but it's the ass attack. Which is really funny. I, I don't think I've ever seen him do that before. Um, and you know, and it's just, but other than that, it's just kind of crappy. He does do the teabag Arana pin, so that's nice to see that uh, Yo had to look at some color for a few seconds. You know, he's like, "Look, there's other colors besides off white. Look at it." You know, and got pinned <laughs> while that was happening. So there's off white and there's beige, <laughs> gray. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or cream or off-white, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's all the same shit. I work all in right. an industry where color is a very important thing. You know, products, the color of them and stuff. And I swear to God, I've had conversations with people where they, like, literally take a week to decide between two colors that are the same fucking color. You know? And and I always get the thing, too, where somebody comes in. They're like, yeah, I want a, I want a green. And so I'll show them green. They're like, oh, it's not green. And I'm just like, well, then fuck you. Dude, it's the same color as a fucking tree. Yeah. How is it not green? Get out of here. Shoot job. What Tom. are you doing? <laughs> but next we have Watto versus Wheelie Utah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say I thought this was solid. There's nothing wrong with it, but nothing stood out either. I think it's a match where it, it does get better as it goes along. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's fine. It was <laughs> I, I didn't write a lot, a lot of notes for this match. It was just like, yep, that's a fine match. And with a you know, non-surprising finish, a seatbelt pin by Mr. Wheelie Yuta, who's now on eight points. Why do I want four? I'm going to stop mentioning points since everyone listening to this knows who fucking won. Is that okay with everyone? Uh I kind of want to know, but I mean... All right, I'll know. tell everyone the points. You know, because I wasn't keeping track. I was hoping you do that. Score, Luke. Keep score. 
All right, I'll yeah. keep the score. I'll keep the score. Wheeler Utah is now on eight points. And Master Watto is on four. It was fine. Uh, that's all I have to say about this match. Uh, Mr. Lexus, Mr. Andy, do you concur? Do you disagree? Yeah, I think this was the it's fine night. Like, I remember yeah. last, I think right. last year they had a, like, let me wrestle my best friend night, and it was cool. But, like, this was also, like, it's fine. It's like the middle of the tournament. Have you so guys we're ever... all fucking exhausted. Let us have a night where we just like it's fine. Have you guys ever watched a sports star and whatever sport it is, and they make the same mistake over and over again? And it's like, God damn it, come on. You know, like like uh, Ric Flair uh, going to the top rope. Okay, I was going more for like regular sports, but uh at the same time, <laughs> yes, that worked. So like um yeah, it does. This is this is watching Master Watto. It's like, okay, you figured it out. TTD plus RPP equals WIN. One, two, three. Okay. Not yes. just RPP out of nowhere. And so fucking Watto looks like such an idiot going for the RPP without the TTD part. Because he's never won, I don't think, since maybe when he first showed up without the TTD. So yeah, it's like... Agreed. That's the way to win. So I hate it when he goes for it and misses it because it's so obvious. It is like the Ric Flair thing. And it's like, you know, and the and the poor announcers, you know, Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, they're 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 basically just like, well, he sure isn't stupid, you know, basically. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, they're trying to cover for him, but it's yeah. Um, I believe that we skipped um show versus Ace Austin, by the way. By the way, we did. And we'll do that next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't believe I just noticed it. Professionalism is my job. That is the thing that uh, I did skip. And uh, I apologize. But uh, it's okay. Mr. Alexis, what do you think of uh, Watto versus Wheeler? By the way, sh- uh, Alexis didn't watch the show match. But we'll talk about it quickly in a minute. It's true. I didn't watch the show match. But um, <laughs> this match is fine. Um, I think, honestly, yeah. They- Match up pretty evenly, Wado and Yuta. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't. I didn't really see anything too different because, like I said, this was just this is fine night. All right, so let's rewind and go back in time about however long the fucking Wato Wheeler match is, and then some to show who is at six points and eight Austin, who's at ten points. Professionalism is my job. And I'm drinking wine because it's nighttime for me. Well, you motherfuckers, it's morning, so fuck off. (laughs) So, man, I don't know. I I saw saw Ace Austin at 10 and Show at 6, and I was just like, yep, I think Show's going to win this. And, uh, you know, I think Show keeps things interesting. uh, He he and Ace, and they use – the uh, the the venue to pretty good effect. I can't remember how, but they did use this venue, the conference hall three, to good effect uh, all over the start of the match. Uh, Ace goes for the fold, but Show throws him into the ref. Kenta Sato has to come out and uh, snake bite, and Show wins. So yeah, there was the low blow and a spanner, of course, because uh, you know. Someone, something happens with Ace Austin on night four, and then 
this night happens and the show just fucking does his show stuff and okay my brain hurts mr andy what did you think of this match i like this this is fun show and ace austin um they brought all over the place and you had a yeah. monster tweet because you said like oh my god i think they're gonna brawl all the way into conference room two where that ddt <laughs> show is taking place so uh you know that, that was pretty funny man i thought that was pretty Thank funny you. Um, but yeah, they, he's like shows throwing Ace into garage doors and shit. You know, the only thing they were missing was the the like you know little little pile of pipes leaning in the corner that you knock over in every backstage wrestling thing. They should have had that. That was that would have been funny. But um, you know, I just thought I thought this was fun. You know, shows bumping yeah. like a madman, and you know, future bald rep has to come out and save the day because other rep is dead. I mean, this is this is hero shit right here. You know. I reckon shows another guy too, who uh, if he was a few inches taller, be in the heavyweight division. Because apart from the heel heel stuff we got from him now, he he kind of wrestled like a heavy, like suplexes out of the wazoo and lariats and shit. Anyway, let's uh, after we've rewinded back to the match before Watu versus Willie Uta, let's fast forward to El Fantasmo versus TJP. Uh, Mr. Alexis, what do you think of ALP versus TJP? I waited for this match because I was really excited for it. Yeah. Um, it delivered, but not really in the way that I wanted it to. Um, there's a spot where ELP goes for his standard, like the old school, like tightrope walk, and they're like both up there. And then, like, ELP like, chops him down. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I think these dudes are super smooth together. Um, I think ELP is smooth in this match as much as he has been in the tournament. Um, TJP is doing his thing, and it's great. Um, but other than that, I think this match was good. I think it delivered in a weird way for me. Not the way I wanted it to, but it was uh, it, it got the job done. Mr. Andy. Well... Was this like a physically, you know, like accurate and good match, you know, with barely any timing and proximity issues? Yes. What was there like a bunch of emotion involved? No, I think that like ELP got his nose broken, I guess, in the previous match with um, with Eagles, which I didn't notice that happening. But so he was Me like kind of like he was understated in this match a little bit. I think that his face hurt. And he was like, yeah, bumping hurts right now. So I'm going to kind of not, you know, I'm going to do it, but it's going to be just basic shit. And so these guys did all the moves, of course, but there was just that that emotional, you know, thing that makes a match go to the next level was not there. Yeah. And so uh, it's fine. I mean, it was it was good, you know, and everything. But it's just kind of like, I don't know, TG, or, uh, ELP was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just here today. So which, again, we've that's kind of a pattern here. Yeah, uh, I will say, though, that ELP does these kind of short little pile drivers that I kind of liked. But it's it's a good match, but considering the matches both men have had so far, like, they're buggered. And, and is it a bad match? No. <clears throat> is it the match that ELP and TJP would have had during round one or two of the Best of Super Juniors? No, it isn't. Exactly. That's why I was like it for me. It kind of delivered because I wanted to see it, but it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. So yeah, I agree. With you. I think we're all in agreement here. Hell yeah! And that would bring uh, LP to ten and a TJP at six. 
And next, we have Al Lindemann versus Robbie Eagles. Uh, yeah, so uh, this match is fucking awesome. Like, and uh, this would mean like Robbie beats his fucking second champion. So I guess I guess what Robbie Eagles' deal is in this G one is he's the Ishi. Because there was a G1 one year where Ishii beat every single champion in that block. And then, obviously, yeah. channels through the championship and lost. But that's fine. I wish Ishii would have at least one run because he's awesome. But having said that, uh, Robbie Eagles does beat his fucking second champion, which is uh, pretty cool. So, like, uh, he can go for one belt, lose, and then go for the other belt and sadly lose that too. <laughs> which... I don't know. I want to see him some gold, but that's how I see those two storylines coming out. This match is great. El Linderman has uh, Robbie scouted, so Robbie has to work, I guess, extra, extra hard against El Linderman. He almost gets the win with the German finisher too a few times, Mr. El Linderman, but I don't have any clever names. I'm drunk. That's why I called it the special. And Ellie uh, Robbie what? Eagles is a Jesus point. Christ. What just happened? I don't know. <laughs> I thought that that was pretty leg- pretty legible. Whoa, 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 whoa. Luke, Luke, Luke. What? <laughs> Your mic just went kaput in the middle of yeah. you talking. Oh, did it? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. There we go. And it me sounded and Andy like, like right. go. <laughs> sound like you sorry, fell I down. Thought, I thought you guys were just like... <laughs> Holy shit, he just went <laughs> off the deep end at this just right now. But all right, I, I, I understand it. Do you want me to start that again? No, man. You got to relax. I don't, I don't know. Relax. I, I think we should leave it in. This is good. This is crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, Robbie, Robbie Eagles is on eight, and Al Linderman also on eight points. Mr. Lexus, what did you think of Al Linderman versus Robbie Eagles? Man, I'm still trying to figure out what you feel about El Linderman versus Rob. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, El Linderman versus Rob Eagles is good because Robbie Eagles is a good hand, and El yeah. Linderman is a dynamo, a gleet dynamo that we all appreciate. I think this was really good. I think it was uh, this was the story of Flippy Guy versus uh, Rock Guy. So it was like a flying type versus a rock type in Pokemon language, uh, where Robbie <laughs> is all around and. L. Lindemann is is sturdy and not going anywhere, but surprisingly, L. Lindemann is very quick. I didn't think mm. he'd be as quick as he is, but he's very quick. Um, but I like this match a lot. Yeah, I mean, this match is fantastic. And my my first note says, "Okay, now we're talking." In other words, we're finally not gonna have just a meh match, you know. And it, it but you know, again it's kind of meh for half of the match. And then it starts to get good towards the end. Um, you know, Lindemann, Lindemann hits this like Suzuki forearm and it's fucking fantastic. Robbie's bumping his ass off. You know, I really enjoyed Robbie in this tournament. I really enjoyed Lindemann. Them together is pretty great. Um, you know, I really enjoyed the ending where they're doing all the reversal exchanges and they're like all super fast and good. Lindemann wants the suplexes and Robbie knows he's fucked if Lindemann gets them. So he's really trying to avoid that. And uh, they did this standing switch exchange at the end that ended in the turbo backpack and the Aaron Copeland special for the win. And that was, that was fucking dope finish. So this match tail of two halves for me. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good match. So let's let's get right into the next one. <laughs> I'm not going to add any more. I feel like I've added enough. So shut up. <laughs> let's go for the next one. Alex Zane versus Hiromu Takahashi. Mr. Andy, what do you think of Hiromu versus Alex Zane? Well, again, I hate to tell you this, but even Ref Chumpy is just kind of there tonight. Like, he's not yeah. even, like, getting down on his knees and, and you know, and Chumpy's get tired too, man. Yeah, man. You know, he has to drive the bus. He has to fucking ref all these important semi-main matches. I mean, it's it's tough. I bet you he has to put up the ring, too, um, and yell <laughs> Young Lions. I bet you he gets to, like, shit on Young Lions when the cameras are off. You know, I bet you he gets to. So, um, it's like... But they get right into the match. Hiromu taunts Zane, so he beats up Hiromu with cool moves. And Zane starts working Hiromu's leg because he has to. And there's a long headlock that Hiromu fights out of. And then Zane just slaps it on again. And it's like, why are you okay? Uh, big backflip off the top rope. And Zane runs back in, in for his flippy Rana thing. And that was cool. Um, Hiromu dodges a sweep and hits the apron bomb, which is neat. But Hiromu's nose is bleeding all of a sudden. And a uh, big powerbomb from Zane for near fall. It's getting pretty good here towards the end. Hiromu hitting his shit. We learn uh, the Victory Royal is, is named after the Big Mac in Japan. I didn't realize that, unless that's just a joke that hmm. Kevin Kelly or uh, Chris Charlton said. But if, either way, uh, Desperation haha blast my notes say for a double down uh really cool reversals and they're doing (laughs) they're doing moves i've never seen from them like hiromu hits the stunner i think maybe for the first time or maybe the second time yeah and uh zane ends up tapping to the d but that stunner ends up being an important move for later what about you miss alexis what do you think alex zane versus hiromu i think it was pretty good um i think they could have got a little crazier because i expected them to get crazy with these two um but yeah, it was fine for what it was. I think like the other, what was it, Wenderman versus Eagles? With uh, Andy said the, the the story of two halves. I think this is also the same could be said for this match as well. Um, I think Alex Zane is a little bit more comfortable in his skin now here in New Japan because yeah. at, it seemed like he was a little bit afraid to be Alex Zane or just was like unsure if he wanted to be Alex Zane. But, like, hey, that's what they brought you here for. They brought you here to be Alex Zane. They didn't bring you here to be, like, white guy. Like, you know, like, he can do the stuff he wants to do. And I think that if he does come back, which I'm pretty sure he will, he can show a little bit more, like, freaking, what is the move he do- does, like, off the top rope? And it's, like, a double knee to the back. But it's, like, a cinnamon move. twist. Cinnamon twist. I don't know if that's what that's called. But it's, like, two knees to the back. It's like a flippy motion, mad rotations. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish he would have done that in this tournament, but I'm pretty sure he's saving it for another big moment, which is smart of him. Uh, but I think this match was good. But like Andy said in the previous match, the tale of two halves. We must yeah. be talking about two different moves because he's definitely hit the cinnamon twist several times in this tournament. So I, so, I think that yeah. he, he does a lot more is what you're saying. And like, you know, but New Japan introduced people slowly, even in a tournament like this. You know what I mean? So you're right. He's probably been saving stuff that he can use later. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's go to the main event, which breaks my heart. In a similar way that the main event of the final night breaks my heart. 
because it's Doki versus El Desperado. And I I don't know. Also heartbroken by the by the result of this match. I didn't really write many notes. So professionalism missed my job. Miss Andy, what did you think of Doki versus El Desperado? I loved it. It's a good match, but it's not the result I wanted. I guess like I'm on team Doki. I just want Doki to beat his record. That's all I want. That's all I want from this best of Super Juniors. Can Doki beat his record? Please. What do you think, Miss Andy? All right, settle in. So, uh, you know, Doki versus Desperado, and obviously we've been talking about this match since the tournament started. This was set up in the press conference, right? So, um, and, you know, all the story of Doki over the past year, year and a half. So there's no poll for Doki. He doesn't even bring the poll out. He's not fucking around, you know, no jokey jokes, no threatening to hit somebody with a pole. And the the match starts with strong words and forearms. And then it's chops and more forearms, strikes of all kinds. And Doki takes Desperado into the ring post and he takes that awesome bump, which we love so much. Uh, Doki hits elbows and a cravat. Very good, Doki. And Doki puts all kinds of holds and pins on and he stretches Desperado, which is fantastic. However... He pokes the bear because uh, eventually there's an eye rake and uh, Doki hits a neck breaker on the floor. But then Desperado gets a drop kick to Doki's knee and um, a really cool tope called Hero where he lands sitting in the front row, which is awesome. Uh, they do the count out spot and now Desperado's in control. Backdrop suplex. Kicked it, kicking a dragon screw. A Doki's selling like he's never sold before. Indian Deathlock. Desperado taunts Doki. Uh, there's a rope break, missed in Seguri, and Desperado barely gets numero dos, but uh, Doki's already at the ropes because he knows he's fucked if he gets, you know, that move on. So yeah. Doki's putting on the, the clinic, the selling clinic, you know, he hits a second rope drop kick, which is a, you know, total baby face move and uh, sweet DDT and Desperado selling his ass off. Doki counters a spear with the Doki Chokey, which is great, but Desperado <laughs> runs to the ropes immediately because he knows he's fucked. If that gets on, they put in that move over lately. So, which is tremendous. Um, also, I like to point out that Kevin Kelly did not do the Doki Chokey joke during this because it's, you know, he reads the room. This is a serious match here, right? So that was a main cool. event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, he also had a good moment because the, there's a daybreak, but Desperado catches him and puts an awesome suplex uh, in the guitar of death and he sells his neck and Kevin Kelly picks up on it right away commentary was tremendous in this match so Bouye spot gets crazy when Desperado hits a bunch of incredible forearms and Doki is out cold he counters Pinche Loco with a roll through Doki Chokey Desperado fades twice uh, and tries to get to the ropes it's really good we're all thinking Doki's got this you know but he does get to the ropes Tope but no it's a DDT to the concrete floor on Desperado tremendous he like like they move the bump so that he would miss the match they kind of like both jumped after, you know, like it was a really well-timed thing and it was pretty neat to, I don't know how they did that, but uh, uh, it must be over, right? You know, d- there's another Doki Chokey and, you know, Desperado kicks out of a daybreak and, you know, it must be over. Doki roll out uh, back into the center of the ring and Desperado reverses it into numero dose with the extra stank and Doki has to give up. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it, indeed. 
I have something I want to mention about this match, but uh, Miss, Mr. Alexis, what do you think of uh, Doki El Desperado? No, fuck what I think. That was beautiful. And he just gave us the whole play-by-play. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, this match was, I would consider it two brothers fighting. Um, if yeah. you gentlemen don't have brothers, uh, this is what brothers fighting looks like to a degree. Um, I think it was a pretty solid match. I appreciated it. Um, was it my favorite Despy match? No. But it was very good for Doki. I feel like moments like this make us realize that we take Doki for granted, especially with last year in the Best of Super Dreams, where the story was about Doki. And, you know, for some odd reason, he yeah. came up short, didn't make it to the finals, which he should have. Um, but I I really liked the fact that they got this match in this slot. So, yeah. Yep. I love what both of you guys said. And I feel like this match echoes the main event of the Best of Super Juniors. Except in this match, I wanted Doki to win, and in the main event of the Best of Super Juniors, I wanted the you know I wanted El, El Desperado to win. So I thought that was a good kind of mirror there. Man, it, we, we've been saying this for ages on the show. This is the one match they set it up. This is where Doki wins. And he doesn't, and it's fucking devastating. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It's okay though because this is this is the story for Doki. It's how Doki's gotten over to begin with is the hard work and losing. So it's just yeah. continuing to get get more over. It's I mean you know this is good. Yeah, yeah. But I want him to be over now. Okay, Oompa Loompa. You want the Oompa Loompa <laughs> now or whatever it is? Yes, that's, that's uh, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Yes, that's exactly right. Let's do it. Night 11, we're in Ota City General Gymnasium. Wow. Does does no one want to sponsor any of these fucking places? Like, give it a fucking... No? All right. I mean, maybe it's different there. Maybe they don't, you know, sell the names of their buildings as much as we do. But uh, this, uh, this gymnasium is the home of the Earth Friends... Tokyo Z of the B League basketball team. Uh, so we're up in the B League, you know. That's, that's you know not bad. B League. All right, we start this night off with L Lindemann versus Wato and Chris Charlton. At some point in this match, says this is the first time that Wato does the TTD, but that's incorrect. It's the second yeah. time he does the TTD, so he does the TTD. Then he does the RPP. Then he does the one, two, three. Then he gets the WIN. So I'm pretty easy. sure I covered it pretty good. Wato <laughs> on six, Lindemann on eight. It's a perfectly fine opening match that had it was fine. What do you boys think of it, uh, Mr. Andy? I this is like 20 minutes worth of match packed into like an eight or nine minute match. Which yeah. It, which I kind of like because it's, you know, it's a super juniors match. It's fine. Um, there was one part that was pretty funny. Uh, this crowd is hot, by the way, is that Lineman does like his uh, tope here and he just flattens water. <laughs> I mean, just fucking flattens him. It was just they like bumped at exactly the same time. It was very good. So that that looked fantastic. You know, um, I like that a lot. But yeah, it, it's just like, Wado, why can't you remember this? 
You know what I mean? I just like, yeah. just, just fucking tattoo it on your stupid or write it, have it embroidered in your stupid little blue glove. And while you're doing in your blue, thing, yeah, yeah, and dark blue so you can read it. And then like have the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a, no, it's a light blue, dark blue outline. And then uh, that way, when you're holding your hand up, doing your goofy hand gesture, you can look at it and cheat. So that's what I'm saying, you know. Mr. Alexis? Um, I don't really remember this match, but <laughs> I have notes on it. <laughs> <laughs> My notes are telling me that this match is okay, and I was really impressed with Wado because I think Wado was aggressive in this match, and I think that he had... I think this was the part of the tournament where Wado started to steamroll a little bit, even though it was kind of too late for him already. And he always does this all the time, where he's like, where you first start off, you're thinking like, all right, Wado's fucking up because he's Wado. But then like towards the end, he's like, wow, he gets it now. He like understands. <laughs> yep. He learns but that then he lesson. Forgets he has again. to learn that lesson every single time. Yeah, that's, come on, man. Oh my goodness. It's weird. Look, so uh, the next match is, uh, by the way, Wato's on six and Lindemann on eight, but the next match is Doki versus Titan, and this match hurts my soul. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, look, I like this match. Like, Titan does this amazing moonsault onto Doki on the floor. That's fine. There's a kipper. Kip up a Pele kick by t- by Titan, which is cool. It's fine. There's a double apron stomp. Titan barely gets out of like the doki choki, but like fuck Titan because yeah, he beats Doki here. And all I want is Doki on eight. All I want is Doki on eight. I don't care who wins the tournament. That's all I want. Doki on eight points. First tournament, two. Second tournament, four. Third tournament, sixth. Fourth tournament. Just give me, just give me what I want. The you can't. Meme. You can't have it. I, I, I know. I, I know. I can't have it. This is a good match. Like, I can't fault the wrestling in it. It's fine, but the the ending is heartbreaking for me. It makes me really nervous, and I'm scared. And Mr. Lexus, what do you think of T10 versus Toki? I think it was pretty decent. It was a little bit of a luchatastic match because Doki, for a lot of people who don't remember or do remember, trained in Mexico. Mm -hmm. But it was good. It was fine. Good and fine. Okay. You guys are crazy. This match is fucking incredible, man. This is like, this is, I love this. I absolutely love this. You know, there is like, like, match. Uh, yes, this Teton match I love because it was, I mean, they just were both going so hard and doing all the crazy moves. And there was something really neat that happened towards the end that I don't think I've ever seen. Not on purpose, anyway. I think I've seen this on accident, maybe. But basically, they are fighting on the outside of the corner. They're both like kind of like on the apron, but they're on each side of a corner. So they're fighting over the ropes. Teton kind of like picks... Doki's head up and like throws him to the outside head first into the ring post from the top to the floor. Pretty cool, man. I've never seen that before. And that was a really cool move. And this, this match was full of shit like that. Um, that was just like, Oh, okay. I'd love to see these guys wrestle again. I'm mad that Doki lost, but you know, I mean, he hit his head on the ring post, you know? So 
It hurts my soul, Mr. Andy, that uh, I don't get what I want with that Batista meme. <clears throat> and look, okay. I just watched a show where <laughs> that is like okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mr. Luke, Andy, you, Luke, you so far on nine eleven. No, 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 no. So far on nine eleven, I've watched Watto beat L Lindemann, and I've watched Doki beat. Oh, he didn't beat. He lose to fucking Titan. And now we're up to the third match where it's Yo versus Alex Zane. So after watching Doki lose, I have to watch Yo win. What the fuck is up with that? Like, what is up with that? <clears throat> well, you know, really weird point that you just brought up the uh, yeah. that uh, Batista thing is that yeah. um, we, uh, me and uh, Lexus know a guy from our area that was actually in that skit. He played uh, one of the uh, security guards in the oh, background and, and he's in the like gif or whatever because you can see his face. And um, guess what his name is? What is it's it? It's Titan. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, why why are they pushing Yo so hard, by the way? Because by the end Because you the- know why. Don't ask questions you already know the answers to, Luke. You know who he is. You know his name. You know the acronyms. You know everything about him. You know why they're pushing Yo. I don't want to have to make a recall of what happened last time I was on the show. <laughs> I don't you know why they're pushing him. Don't ask questions you already know the answer to, Luke. Don't do that to yourself. Fair enough. Having heard you say that, it still pains me to see Yo pin Alex Zane with Yo on 10 points and Alex Zane on 8 points. But, you know, at this point in the tournament, that, that kind of score kind of fits. Mr. Andy, what do you think of this match, uh, Yo versus Alex Zane? Um, let's see. So, we had... Oh, this is interesting. Something weird happens during this. Um, so we get wrist lock escapes and Zane's going fast and stuff. But then Noah tweets out the most Noah tweet I've ever seen in my life. It's, <laughs> it said that Marafuji is off the next show because, quote, pain in his knees. <laughs> Which is the most old man, like... It's not an injury. He's just always oh, knees are hurting today. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that could, they could have put that tweet out about any Noah wrestler uh, that is in. The, oh, in the so, um, so uh, Yo fires up and he hits dives and the moves all look great as they settle into a fast back and forth rhythm and it's good. I just don't care. Uh, Yo kind of rolls through the Baja Blast and it's rough looking for him because he kind of like lands right on his dome. Uh, and gets the knee bar, taco driver, but no, it's super kick, bridging suplex, yo wins, pretty good, just boring, and this eliminates uh, Alex Zane from the tournament. Yes, it does. Mr. Lexus, what do you think of this one? Um, Nothing in particular. I don't think I watched this match, to be honest with you. I don't have notes, <laughs> I don't have notes for it, so. Alright, so let's go straight into TJP versus Bushi. And TJB here, uh, he fails with the Kanemaru Gambit. Look, to make matters worse, I've watched Watto win. I've watched Titan win. I've watched Yo win. And in this match, I get TJP winning. Like, what the fuck this night? Like, what is going on? But uh, it's a pretty fucking good match, though, uh, even though... 
TJP being Bushi, but uh, like all the wrestlers that bug me, annoy me, or I don't like are winning tonight, and it's annoying me, Miss Dandy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's your like, cue. Yes. Oh, okay. TJP well, Bushi. <laughs> Uh, I thought you had more to say. Sometimes you do. So, no, uh, man. Bushi's wearing a gimp mask to the ring, and uh, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Kelly pulls a hilarious joke, and he says that, "Oh, that's the that's the same mask they wear at all those places that Don Callis frequents all the time." <laughs> 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 so, um, TJP reminds me of Ishimori before ELP came around, the wrestling robot. That's what he's like, you know, and. Uh, he also does a cane bump on the DDT, which is like, come on, man. That's the Super Juniors. Why are we doing cane bumps? But it's whoa, also... Whoa. I don't... Hold on. I have to stop you. Why do you hate Why? the cane bump so much? I do the cane bump. Yeah, well, I just... It's lazy, right? I mean, you no, know... No, it's not. It's safe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know. That's it's like, we can't, we can't spike our heads every night. No, but you could go flat and do an actual, no, like, you know, no, face that's first, stupid. you know. That's dumb. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, front face bumps are dumb. Don't ever do them. <laughs> I hate front face bumps. Sorry. <laughs> uh, TJP, what is it? They're, they do the great juniors match. I'm running out of things to say about these matches here because it's just like, oh, it's a great juniors match where they do the moves. Uh, TJP counters an MX with a drop kick, and that rules. I like that. Uh, Mamba splash, Bushi kicks out, and Bushi taps out to the STF. What? That's fucking. That's fucked. Don't disrespect it like that. Call it the regal stretch. Call it the regal stretch. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Okay. That's what it's always been called. Okay, take it easy. Jeez, act like you watch wrestling. I only <laughs> I, I don't watch that much anymore. <laughs> act like you watch wrestling more than me. I do not. <laughs> all right so let's do it that's by the way tjp and bushi both on six it's an evening stevening kind of thing oh my god what <laughs> are you, oh my god yo luke how many evenings of wine have you drank tonight <laughs> what are you talking about have you never heard of the term even stevens before We've heard the I mean, term even Stevens. Yeah, Luke, heard that even no. What, okay. Luke? What is going on over there? <laughs> hey, Luke. Did you notice who was on commentary for this next match? Just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's Katsuyori Shibata. What? Listen, this is this is the match where your dad shows up to your school performance, and you have to do a really good job. <laughs> And you fail. <laughs> uh, no, but Clark Connors had a really good match in this match. He did well. Yeah, he did. Like, this is a great match. Yeah, his dad Obviously. showed up. <laughs> his, dad. <laughs> his dad shows up. He's like, guys, that's my dad in the front. And Shavada's just arms are just crossed. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's got his arms crossed going like. He's just, his, eye, his eyebrows are just uh, scowling at Connors like, do good. <laughs> do good. Go about the Kurosai. And he's like, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright so th there's chops to start as there usually has to be with a Hiromi match for some reason all, all the time but that's fine and then uh, Hiromi click, bleh, 
Man, I can't talk. Hiromu kicks Clark's ass on the outside. It's not that I can't talk. I can't read my notes. <laughs> can't talk or read. <laughs> I can't talk or read. <laughs> Oh, man. But there's a scoop slam and a suplex by Hiromu to the floor. I thought this match was pretty awesome and stiff. Both men kill each other. And Hiromu does an amazing job making Clark Connors look like a fucking star. I think, actually, I think Hiromu went a little bit out of his way to make her, make Clark Connors look good. And I think maybe that's because Mr. Kachiru Shibata was yeah. there, arms folded at the fucking commentary table. So, yeah. No one thought Clark Connors was going to win this, but it's a really fucking good match, and Hiromu makes Clark Connors look like a fucking star, so kudos to you, Mr. Hiromu. We almost get a trophy kill too, which is awesome, but uh, Hiromu makes him tap out, and Hiromu's on 10 and Clark at 6. I thought this was great. Uh, I'd, I'd like another match. So what do you guys think? Lexus, go ahead. All right, so there's a story behind. Actually, that's funny that you that Shibata is there and he did this because he did this in my uh, my my tryout with New Japan with Clark um, and me. So Clark was already a young lion at this point. This was like my second time going to the dojo. I think, yeah. Okay. So second time going to the dojo, and um, Clark is already established as a young lion at this point. Um, his hair wasn't as long, but it was very much getting there. Uh, but we did this drill <clears throat> where we do basically it's it's shoot mat wrestling on the mat. And Clark is just cleaning house with dudes left and right. Like, you know, he's he's legit pinning these dudes and, you know, put them out. And on the other side of the fence is your boy as well doing the same thing. And, I, and Clark openly challenges me to one of these matches. And I'm like, all right, cool. I was one of the only guys at that camp that took Clark to the limit. And every time, and once that happened, guess you came up and tapped me every time to make sure I got back in there and wrestled Clark, the one and only Katsuyori Shibata. <laughs> so yeah, I, it, it makes cool. sense. It makes sense that he's there to, to push Clark because I think the dynamic between him and Clark is that Clark is the first son in in that dynamic of that family tree of the LA dojo so he wants his first son to do well and Clark in this in this sense of the match had a really good match with Hiromu they blistered each other with chops it was fast it was it was hard hitting it was like a typical Hiromu big match and he was like you know what I'm gonna use it for Clark today like you know he's like I'm not gonna say the finals so it was good um it reminded me of that time go what's up Luke No, no no I'm happy listening to you go man but but yeah, like it was it reminded me of the time that I was at the dojo and Shibata, you know, was very much rooting for Clark to beat me. And I beat Clark one time and Clark beat me at least like four. There you go. Well, this reminds yep. me, you guys have seen the movie, by the way, that's a fantastic story. Thank you, Lexus. But, Fuck yeah. um, the like you guys have seen these movies from like the 80s and 90s where the dad, he, you know, like like Hook, the dad, he doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't want to go to the kids thing. And there's always that scene where the kid is like looking at the empty seat in the theater. You know, the kid's going, he's or he's at the at the <laughs> ball game and the empty seat. And like, I think what finally happened here, you know, is this is the end of that movie where the father finally shows up and realizes he needs to support his son. You know, so that's kind of what happened here. But, you know, I, I 
interested to see where these two go, obviously, uh, you know, because I would love to see this match again because it was fantastic. It was hard hitting. Like you didn't see Connor slapping his leg in this match. I'll tell you that much. So and you know why he wasn't? You know why he wasn't? You know why <laughs> he wasn't? Tell, tell, tell us about this, Lexus. This is good shit. Listen, man, he didn't slap his leg because dad was in the front row. Shibata does not like that. He does not like that. And and it showed, and Clark, he straightened up, and Shibata probably smiled or grinned through his mask like, good, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, so Shibata wants the actual strike to make the sound, not yes. any other reason. He's you got to hit him hard. That's why it's just— Or just make and, contact. Like, yeah. you know, like when I was there and, you know, doing my thing there, he—there was a match— in one of the camps where they were slapping legs and Shibata literally stopped the whole thing and said, no good. No, no good. No, no slap only sound. And he's like, he's like motioning form to make the noise. No, no slap, no slap. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I guess funny. what we're saying here is Clark Connors was on good behavior because Katsuyori Shibata was on commentary and Hiromu Takahashi was on good behavior and put Clark Connors over like a beast. Big time. Yeah. Because Katsuyori Shibata was on fucking commentary. <laughs> if anything went awry, you know he was hopping the guardrail. <laughs> He's like, what? Slapping of the leg? No. <laughs> it's funny, That's too, because we haven't seen Shibata do anything in the ring since Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, which when he That's shows up like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You always wonder, well, what's going on here? So, and he does this every once in a while, just shows up for commentary. So, you know, he's back there. He's backstage. So, we'll see what happens. Hell yeah! Next, we got Ace Austin at ten points versus Ryushiki Taguchi on four points. Like at uh, Taguchi injures his butt on to on Ace Austin's thigh, and. <laughs> I do like that uh, Ace gives Taguchi the paper cut on Taguchi's ass, which is exactly what you should do when you're wrestling Ryusuke Taguchi. So good on you, sir. This match is great fun. This is It's like a big butt match, Taguchi, in this one. And it's definitely points evening time. And there's some kind of weird ass pin where Taguchi does get the pin here. So Taguchi on six and Ace on ten. You can't have Ace on 12 at this point in the tournament. It's it's not going to work here. But I had a lot of fun with this match. I thought it was a really good time. Uh, I'm not sure if Mr. Lexus watched this match or not. So I will cut to Listen, you, Listen, man. No, 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 Luke. You got to slow it down. You got to slow it down right. real quick, baby. Here we go. This was A-yo the match because it was a lot <laughs> of flagrant stuff going on in here that, like, the butt quad spot. No, bro. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. Um, I felt uncomfortable watching it on so many levels. Uh, and I was like, yo, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. Hey, yo, hey, yo, the match. You can pass it now. Go ahead, Andy. <laughs> I thought, hey, man, I, I obviously thought this was hilarious. And the fact that Ace Austin figured out that not only does the atomic drop work for him, but he scooted it up a little bit so it would hit on the thigh. That is so funny, man. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Also, it's hilarious that he goes sort of glory before he does his Fosbury flop. I mean, that is some <laughs> generic ass baby shape, baby face shit. And now 
uh, we kind of, you know, later on, we'll talk about why he maybe was doing that the whole time. So pretty good. I like this match. Yep. It's a pretty damn good match. And let's get to the next match. It is El Fantasmo versus Willie Utah. And uh, <laughs> there's a bit of a uh, Katamari Gambit here by Willie Utah on ELP. It's a really cool match, though. Uh, oh, I, my God. My notes are a mess. And oh I look like a stupid... <laughs> I thought I wasn't Luke. Drunk. Luke. <laughs> I wasn't even drunk when I wrote these notes. I wasn't like, even drunk when I wrote these. <laughs> then you'd understand them, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's Luke. like a in- incongruity here that's going on. <laughs> uh, but Luke was wilding, man. What's up with you, Luke? <laughs> uh, so let's go to Mr. Lexus, what did you think of El Fantasma versus Willie Uta? Professionalism is my job. Um, I thought it was, I, I, it's the perfect moment of like the really good wrestler in Wheeler Uta versus somebody with a lot of charisma and ELP, and it shows. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Wheeler Uta is that guy where you're like, wow, you're really good at wrestling, but man, what? what's going on here like what's what's happening like like i don't know the match itself it was fine um there was a few good spots uh the uh tombstone uh what the hell is that move spike thing spike yeah 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 yeah. it was like it's like a submission and then he actually hit it into a tombstone i thought elp's neck was broken um but other than that you know sudden death uh you know cr2 or whatever it's called it was it was fine. It was a decent match, but I I think ELP was trying to give a little bit of a uh, charisma lessons to to Wheeler Yuta in this match. Yeah, me Sandy. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, there was uh, you know, and and ELP was a little bit kind of still his face busted and stuff, so like he wouldn't do the backflip at the beginning, you know, with his music and stuff, and you know, but he went harder in this match than he did his last one for sure. They had a kind of never like forearm exchange at one point that was pretty cool. I like that. But like, this is all about the finish here because this had a great finish. Not only, you know, did we have that spike, you know, weird tombstone and a bunch of elbows from Yuta, he gets a seatbelt, but the ref gets hit. Uh, there's a sudden death. And um, Kevin Kelly said that uh, Yuta sprays blood out of his mouth. And we know, you know, if Yuta's bleeding, it's the greatest match ever all of a sudden. So that's <laughs> so that's what happens here. But here's what happens at the end that I really like. This is like a subtle thing that it goes to what Lexus was saying about bringing out the emotion and the, you know, character in Yuta is that he sells so well at the end. I thought he was legit KO'd. And like, and that didn't happen the rest of the, you know, like ELP made him do that. Like he got that out of him. And that was, I really like that. I feel like what's been interesting for me for this uh, Best of Super Juniors is me who watches AEW and being really behind Willie Uter and being like, yeah, I love this guy. And then hearing your reactions to Willie Uter being like, oh, yeah, he's he, he's good. He's fine. But for I would say for both, both of you gentlemen, Willie Uter hasn't fully clicked with you guys. And... I don't know. I feel like if you've already watched the AEW stuff and what they're doing with Wheeler, you probably 
a little more into it than you two gentlemen are. I, I like him, but uh, what am I correct in saying that? Like, I don't know. Like, I, <clears throat> I think for both you guys yet. I think the thing is they're trying to attach him to names already. Yeah. You know, like they're like, hey, he's with Ryan Danielson and John Moxley. And it's like, all right, but like who was Wheeler Yuta? You know? Um, I think that from what I know about the stuff that's going on with him in AEW, like Andy said, once he bleeds, they're like, This is the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> like, and it's like it's like, yo, like he did one good blade job and y'all are acting like he's like the greatest thing since fucking rick martell or something i don't know but like it's just one of those things where it's like guys like he needs a little bit more time to develop in this sense like because if if i'm being honest wheeler yuda is in the young lion spot where he's like he's there and he's like kind of just doing whatever and like he's doing well because he has a championship and he's with aew so they want to keep that relationship good but i i think that i'm not fully clicked on wheeler yuda because I'm not familiar with Wheeler Yuta yet, even though I've been watching this tournament and watching a little bit of him on AEW. It's just like, I don't know. Like, for instance, he was a steampunk guy for like a while. And then he like switched to like cyberpunk guy. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, yeah. So like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not hating, but it's just like, I want to see more from him besides that one good match with Jon Moxley. So here, here are some guys that could have been in this tournament Instead of him. Uh, oh, hey, 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 hey. I don't know. I, hey. I would rather wheel you to be in this tournament than TT. Leave Moriarty. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jungle Jack. Um, I mean, you could have had Scorpio Squat, Sky. You could have had Adam Cole. Well, he's a, a heavyweight. But uh, think about yeah, like, right. Deont- Deontay Martin right? and, Hel- and Helico, Jack Evans. I mean, there's a lot of options that would have been way more entertaining, in my opinion. Um, you know, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly could have fucking come in, you know, uh, I, Mm. it just seems to me there were a lot of good options and, you know, maybe this isn't it, but at the same time, he didn't do bad. It's just like, he's like right above, you know, I guess Teton, well, Teton had a pretty good tournament. Who am I thinking of? There's one other person that didn't have a very good, oh yeah. Like, so like him and Akira are kind of on the same level for me as far as like, I think Wheeler Uter's slightly more experienced and and did a better job overall, but they both kind of had a good showing, but, you know, wasn't anything that was, like, spectacular, and maybe other guys could have done better at it. I don't know, you know? That's fair enough. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, just interacting with with you, Mr. Andy, and people on Twitter, it's like, fuck T-10, fuck T-10. I don't see fuck Wheelie Yuta. So no, I feel like... that's because there's no strong feelings. He's not eliciting strong feelings out of anybody yeah. one way or the other. So that's kind of a problem if mm. you're a wrestler, in my opinion. So Yeah. I, and I'll, yeah. And obviously, if you watch the AW stuff, you might be a little bit more invested. But I, I, I totally get it. Daniel Garcia could have been in the best of super juniors, you know so no he's busy being a sports entertainer so let's go to our next match which is show do i skip a match no elp will you i think okay thank god i'm just double checking it is show versus yoshinobu kanamaru and this is a motherfucking blink if you miss it kind of match there's a major kanamaru gambit by show which fails and they both fight backstage 
Katamaro drags show back. Miss Mr. Lexus didn't watch this, so let's get let's get go let's get it going. Show's leg is fucked, so figure four, Katamaro uh, is from nowhere, so he knows how to you know, he knows what's up. He's the uh, he's the ace of the juniors. He knows what he's doing. He beats his ass in like fucking two minutes. He beats Show in less time than it took him to beat the fucking world champ. Uh, so uh, I know Mr. Lexus skipped this match, but I don't know. You probably skipped it and realized you fast forwarded too much and had to re fucking wind your feed because you realized, oh shit, the match was only fucking two minutes long. Oh, it's true. Okay. It's, true. it's only two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can imagine you watching uh, El Fantasma and Willie Uta going, all right, what's next? I'll show Katamaru. I'll just skip this. Oh, wait. Uh, I just saw the finish for the next match accidentally. Uh, better rewind. Because <laughs> that's what the match was. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just cut straight to Mr. Andy. What do you think of Show versus Katamaru? Katamaru was the Yano of this tournament having short matches. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm sure he's happy about that. But, and he deserves uh, it too because of that kind of pedigree he has with his history and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's believable. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a really funny part in this match. You kind of broke down everything else. There was like, um, I don't know. I thought this was awesome. They, like, Kanemaru mm-hmm. gets a massive face reaction from the crowd for hitting show with a fucking chair, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, Ref Chumpy, of course, is refing this, and there's all kinds of chump bumps and stuff. And uh, it's wrench versus whiskey. But the part that was kind of the funniest to me was uh, at a certain point, there's a low blow. And uh, Kevin Kelly screams, that's my purse, which was pretty cool. <laughs> All right. I won't insult Miss Alexis by asking what he thought <laughs> of that match. He's upset. Instead, we'll go to Francesco Akira versus Taiji Ishimori. <clears throat> and since we skipped you for the show match, I'm going to go straight to you for this match. What did you think, Mr. Alexis, of Francesco Akira versus Taiji Ishimori? This was the this was the veteran teaching the young boy boys. Yeah, this was Taiji Ishimori letting Akira know that this is how you have a high caliber match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fuck yes, Taiji Ishimori was just walking, doing his thing, letting Akira know like, hey, I may not be in all the main events, but I'm the big dog around here. I got the strap. I'm the big dog. I think this match was fantastic. I think uh, uh, Taiji Shimori sold his ass off for Akira, but at the same time, letting Akira know, like, hey, I'm that guy. I'm still the dude. He got the boner lock in. It was a good moment, bro. It was a good time. <laughs> this match went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but it needed to to get the message across that there are levels to the junior division, and Taiji Shimori <laughs> is at the top. Yeah, it's interesting Fuck you said he's yeah. he's the big dog. Because there's that's there's only one big dog in wrestling, and that's that's uh, Roman Reigns, you know. Boo! And, uh, but uh, this guy is actually the muscle chihuahua, is what he is. So um, I thought that was good. <laughs> but I I love this. It's uh you know, <laughs> Akira's like uh, yeah I'm gonna do flippy shit, and um, Ishimura's like oh I see that arm you have there. I'm gonna break it off and take it home with me. And uh, and somebody's gonna find it on the side of the road in uh, in Australia or something like that. But uh, <laughs> it's oh just uh, <laughs> so I really enjoyed this. But we it was so like Akira's moveset is extremely indie riffic, as we've said. Like for example, they Super. built up to the 
yeah, they build up to the big Spanish fly off the top, which was like the move to build up to if you were a flippy guy back in the day, you know, so uh, maybe just a few years ago. So that was, you know, kind of cheesy. But I enjoyed his his tournament. I thought it was OK. This was one of his better matches, obviously, because he's wrestling the champ. And, um, you know, this after this match, it's down to Hiromu or Ishimori for the finals. So, you know, we're kind of, you know, figuring out who's going to win here. And this is why we don't do bracketology and all that bullshit for these tournaments, because it just tells you who's going to win. So, you know, I'm glad we don't do that. Because New Japan Pro Wrestling, they will release all of the cards for all of these shows and you can look them up and then... If you've got a good brain and logic, if you've got a good logic brain, you're probably going to figure it all out. And where's the fucking fun in that? There's no fun in that, Mr. Andy. I swear to Christ, there is none to be had. So let's go to our main event, which is Robbie Eagles versus El Desperado. You know this is going to be a major fuck-your-leg war <laughs> so, Mr. Andy, what did you think of El Desperado versus Robbie Eagles? Okay, so this match starts with arm holds and feeling out and all that stuff. Eagles reverses being thrown in the ring post by doing a flipping arm drag, which is cool. And Desperado starts going with the fuck your leg approach. He taunts Robbie oh, yeah. uh, with the cheesy oi chant, which is funny. And uh, they fight uh, <laughs> while in the Indian deathlock. Uh, Robbie hits a huge dive and sells the leg booster seat, baby cutter from Robbie. And he's feeling, there you, it, go. you know, uh, Desperado counters an insecurity with a dragon screw numero dos, but rope break Desperado goes for a dive, but insecurity from Robbie. We're hitting all the insecurities. Uh, he hits the aisle drop kick. I don't know what that is. I'll drop kick to Desperado's missile drop kick to Desperado's knee from the, <laughs> the floor, which is pretty cool. Both their legs are fucked. Almost a double count out. Um, you know, Robbie, he gets that Leonard, Leonard Bernstein special on, but it's a rope break. There's the Bouye spot. They kick each other's knees uh, out of their knees. Reversal, 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 reversals. Those are so cool. And they end in a sliced bread, but Bobby, or Robbie, Robbie fucks his own leg. And uh, Eagles goes for a 450 Desperado dodges and a chop block. Numero dos for rope break. All kinds of pin reversals, and then Eagles back in the numero dose, and Desperado lifts him up for a dude buster, which is just a cool thing he started doing. I love that. Uh, big strikes for a double down, springboard 450, and the Leonard Bernstein special. Desperado taps out. The crowd loses their minds. Great match. After the match, Robbie does the oi, oi, oi chant, and Eagles is like, let's make some noise soon, please. Look, and he just I, has to I'll beat love- Teton to get to the finals. I love you, Robbie Eagles, but please stop with the Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi. He's generic know. baby face number one. Well, not generic. White yeah. me baby face number one. He has he to. Do, he has to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. What is he gonna do? What is he gonna do? I'm a bush ranger. He can't do that. He can't live his life that way. <laughs> he They're heels. Go such as life and all that. Bush kind of rangers stuff. are heels. God damn it. <laughs> You're actually right. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I thought this fucking match was awesome. And it's another instance for me where Robbie Eagles just proves to me on this tournament that he's the fucking man. 
like he's pulling out most of my favorite matches. Uh, his match with ELP. He's my he's my favorite of the tournament. I'm sorry. I'll just let that out right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Robbie Robbie Eagles is amazing. He's gonna do big things for the junior division after this tournament. I I don't know, man. I'm really happy. Robbie Eagles is the man. Happy. I'm really happy. Look, yo, Luke, are you crying? I'm very, I'm very much crying. Like I don't know. I'm not a very patriotic person, but. I am because, like, in this instance, because like Robbie Eagles is like the lone Aussie in all these. I don't know. You got Buddy Matthews here, and you got other Aussie wrestlers here and there. But Robbie Eagles is the Aussie wrestler, in my opinion, and I'm just fucking super happy, marking out, going like, yeah, he's the man. This match was awesome. Yeah. 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 Shall we get to it? <laughs> Night 12. I just want to hug Luke because he's like having such an emotional breakthrough right now. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's they're repping for the squad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and no set oh, tripping on here, except man. when. Listen, hey, if anybody yeah. is set tripping, it's you, Andrew. Now, we don't That's need to talk about that because you're a, you are a set tripper extraordinaire. Like, it's like oh. crazy how big you set trip. I trip all over him all the time. By the way, night 12, we're at the Techno Hall West Hall, and I don't even need to ask Mr. Andy for facts about about this place because the Techno Hall, you know, features lots of glow sticks and lots of... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I bought ecstasy there once in the 90s. (laughs) Of course you did. I was there with you, and we didn't get any sleep for like a long time don't do drugs we start with all right i'm i don't even want to start night 12 oh my god we got we got two more nights to get through man come on let's go don't make me all right oh my god luke (laughs) luke (laughs) this hurts my soul man it really does hurt my hurt my soul Watto slips early on, and uh, what I thought was cool about that was Dark was uh, Darko Doki <laughs> covers early with a plancher. So uh, I, I like it when you know there's a slip up, but one of the other wrestlers would just be like, "Yep, I can cover that, no problemo." And that's Doki. He can think of his. He can think of his on off his feet. He can think on his feet. He's really good. Up. <laughs> he, he hits Wazoo with a plancher, then he jumps his ass off the top rope to the floor, and a Doki Choki in the ring. There's, by the way, this is like the first Doki bomb in the tournament. Like that's what he does. He gets up there, he does the Doki bomb to the floor. That's this is the last night. Yeah, that's his first Doki bomb. Yeah, man, I wish we saw more of those. Fuck, I love that move. It. <laughs> It's it's like one of those moves like the Ace is High by Tanahashi. I love that move. Please don't do it a lot. But when I see it, thank you for doing that. I love you for it. It's amazing. <laughs> also, how dare Wato get in any offense and also hit that amazing high-angle German suplex. 
Mm. I like that he's added that to his repertoire. It is fucking fantastic. And if you want to make me not hate you so much, do suplexes. I, love, I fucking love that shit. Also, I'm going to break a, break a rule. There's a, a certain word a lot of Aussies say that I don't say, at least on this podcast. But I'm going to break that rule right now because Wato the fucking cunt. He fucking wins. And that means Doki doesn't get his fucking eight fucking points. Fuck you, Wato. Fuck you. <laughs> Look. Look. Yeah. It's understandable. Wato's yeah. not winning the tournament. Doki sure as fuck's not winning it. We all but- wanted Doki to get fucking eight points. <laughs> You're cunt, Wato. I hate you. Moving Yo, on. what did you guys about- think one fact about Wato is I randomly found his Instagram while we were potting and I tagged Andy uh, on one of the posts and he's with Gator. I mean, with Jono and he looks like he's with his dad. Yes. Yeah. His Instagram is hilarious because it's just him hanging out with older wrestlers going, look at, look at, look at Stan's on, you know, it's hilarious. It's like, you um, look like they're children. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because Shibata, not his dad. Jotto is his dad. That's sad. Fuck Watto nah. for life. If any of you guys have anything to add to this match, that'd be awesome. Otherwise, I'm ready to go to the next one. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I was not did, happy with this finish. We got a new uh, like move, I think, from from Doki that I don't know what it is, but I dubbed it the Doki Throwkey. So I guess. Whoa, whoa, pause, pause. Yo, what's up with you? I guess he he threw Wado. The Doki Throki? Hey, yo, what's up? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. But uh, <laughs> that's a ha- lot of it? that's a lot of problem, brother. That's a lot of do problem. You, do you have uh, anything to add about this match? Yeah, Wado sold the daybreak like a fucking champ. That's what happened. <laughs> don't you be putting Wado over in this match? I won't hear of it. Listen, <laughs> he said like it was his job. That was the greatest daybreak DDT I've ever seen in my life. I'm nice. sorry. Wado had one fucking job. It was to lose this match. I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, Wado did not lose the match, Luke. It yeah. just wasn't in the cards for him. He just, he won, yeah. unfortunately. So Wato, fucking Wato makes it to eight points. Doki, <laughs> his bullshit makes it to fucking make six points. And that right there. Just fucking soured me on the rest of the tournament, which is a total lie because this amazing match is coming up, and I can't, I can't bullshit you guys. But uh, look, uh, yeah, I'm angry. So, Kanemaru versus Taguchi. Uh, if you gentlemen would wish to take over this match, uh, that would be great because fuck Wado for life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> This is a pretty short deal here as far as what I wrote down. We got the gambit to start from uh, Kanemaru, and then Taguchi takes over. Kanemaru avoids the teabag finish barely, roll up, and Kanemaru doubles down on the roll up to win. I don't I don't have much to say about this. Lexus? Same. All right. By the way, yeah. I, do, I do want to say, like, I was really down... And usually when I'm down, I'll be a bit more grumpy when I'm doing the live tweeting and stuff. I will, will say, Mr. Ian, even though you won't be appearing on the show with your voice, I, I have to put you over here. 
on on this point right now because he cheered me up. He said, "Think of it this way: after this match, Doki still gets to be Doki, while Wato still has to be Wato." <laughs> Yeah, he, so, who's the real loser here, you know? So, Mr. Ian, thank you. You pretty much saved this night of the best of Super Juniors for me because I was fucking grumpy, grumpy motherfucker. I always said the C word again. Uh, I, I try not to drop that so much. It's very Aussie to, to use that word, but I try not to drop it on the podcast. But I, I've already said it twice. It doesn't matter. Say whatever you want. I know, but I know. But All right. Yeah. Next match, we got to get moving. Right. This is uh, we're we're like halfway through what we need to cover. So. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Go. L. Lindemann versus Bushi. Mister Lexus, what do you think of this match? <laughs> I think that it was fine. Like I didn't think it was anything special. I think I think L. Lindemann has reached his climax here in this tournament. Yeah. Pause. But um, he uh is. He's still doing his thing. Like I feel like he's not as moving as as spry as he once did earlier in the tournament. But he's still going out there and delivering. Bushi's still doing Bushi things and being great, even though nobody notices his greatness. Um, so yeah, I noticed. I noticed because in my notes, I have written that uh, Bushi takes Al Linderman to the woodshed. Here he's like, "Hey, yeah. I've been at this point in the tournament before. I know what I'm doing. You're fucked, motherfucker." MX. And Bushi wins. So, yeah, Bushi knows what he's about in this point of the tournament. Uh, while a lot of people lag, he's going to fuck you up. And he did that here. So, yeah, MX, Bushi, well done. He's on eight, and Al Linderman's on eight. Mr. Andy, what do you think of this match? Uh, just one point. I thought it was really funny because most of these guys are so tiny that like they're barely getting the boards to rattle <laughs> when they bump. And so like so like monster missile drop kick from Lindemann and he lands like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> that shit was pretty funny. Um, and uh, also the finish was weird. It almost looked like Lindemann thought he got hurt and was like, let's go home or something because they talked a bunch. And then went home like right away. So almost thought like he thought he was hurt or something, or they ran out of time. I'm not sure what happened there. He's probably like, I got a fucking glitch show on tomorrow, motherfucker. Like, just hurry up and pay me so I can get on with my life. I don't I have no idea if that's true or not. It's probably not true. But let's <laughs> let's go with Clark Connors versus Alex Zane. There's a handshake. Zane avoids a spear, and there's a spear to the back. I always, I always like moves to the back, like the hidden blade and other moves to the back, because they look brutal, and also because the, I think they look brutal because the person who's getting the move done on them can't fucking see that shit coming. Yeah. So I don't know, like if you're taking moves to the back, I respect that shit because like you got no idea what the fuck's coming up, and I'm just like. Man, that's that's got to be fucked. This this is a good match, but I keep waiting for Zane to win. And holy damn, Doki in four tournaments can't have eight points, but Clark in his first tournament <laughs> can have eight points. Look, I love you, Clark Connors. You have a, had an epic, awesome, amazing, wonderful G uh, G one. Fuck me, best of the Super Juniors. I've 
loved you. Your your Taguchi match will stay with me for, for my fandom forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But your first best of, best of Super Juniors, you get eight fucking points, and Doki is on six. That that's fucking. It hurts my soul somehow, um, and I'm not angry at Clark Connors because Clark Connors, man, if I if I wasn't a fan of his before, I am now. I'm let, hashtag Let's Get Wild. Clark Connors is fucking awesome. He hits the he hits the trophy kill and he pins Alex saying they're both on eight points. It's even Stevens. I thought this match was great. The the doggy thing did still kind of sting because that's what I'm like. But what did you guys think of this match, Miss Andy? <laughs> wow. Man. Um you remember in Lord of the Rings Versus when that. like Frodo gets stabbed by the evil knight? No, like, no one uh, knows that. No one knows. So that. And, and and like, you know, that no one's saying that. No it gets into it. it gets into his blood and he's like, you know, it's gonna like ruin everything that you know his whole body. Yeah. That's what this Doki loss does to all these matches. <laughs> it's like, you know, Luke's opinions have been stabbed by the Knight Rider or the, you know, the whatever the Knight Riders. The, the black riders, whatever they are. So uh Fuck David Hasselhoff. Yeah. I mean, this is a very good match. It, you know, there's cool moves going on. Not much else. I don't know what else to say about it. What What do you think, Lexus? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on right now? We're doing podcast stuff. That's we're no, doing. we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. It's too wild right now. It got too wild real quick. Um, oh, Clark Connors. I don't even know where to start with this match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing, man. We can move on. <laughs> All so right, we threw him off. So I, I got, think that is an endorsement. Like, like conversations uh, going on at once. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, fair, man. We got lots of shit to cover. So you know what, oh, Mister Lexus, What's I'm up? gonna allow it. Let's go for our next match, <laughs> which is <laughs> TJP versus Will Utah. Look. I hate this kind of comment when I, when I watch a match and I try to type notes on it, but this match has all the moves and is a great time. TJP is smooth as fuck, which I feel like is my review for Edge every TJP match. He's really fucking smooth. Will Uta matches, I'd say, pretty well, and he finally catches TJP in a seatbelt clutch. And he beats, he beats CJP. So, like, I know you guys have nonplussed opinions on Wheelie Uta. But come on, motherfuckers. He just beat TJP. Like, Wheeler, 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 Wheeler. Mr. Lexus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did beat TJP, but TJP is also the Bushi of the uh, United <laughs> Empire, which yeah. is fine. But and that's okay. But at the same time, um, yeah, I don't like. I don't know, man. It's something about Wheeler Yuta that I'm not sinking my teeth into. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. Fair but enough. But it was fine. This was this was a, yeah. a fine match. Yeah, I need it's I need emotion. I need story. I need emotion. You know, uh, they don't. There's that's not what we're doing in this match. So. You know, it, it's fine. It's a it's a good match. I just don't care about this one, and I hate to say that, but uh, man, this next match finally, 
I mean, show versus yo. Finally, they get to wrestle each other again. (laughs) We haven't seen it in a while. Oh, fuck. I fucking saw it half an hour ago and we just stopped (laughs) watching it. It it is show versus yo. Imagine if they had this many Kenny Omega versus Okada matches in this time. Like, what the fuck? Holy shit, jumping shit balls. I feel like I've seen this fucking a bajillion times, but it's a pretty good match. Show is at least entertaining, and Yo is a boring babyface who plays by the rules. So he loses, and he deserves to lose because, yeah, he's boring. But, you know, that's how he wants to express himself. Shock arrow. And show pins Yo. So Show is eliminated from being in contention of this tournament. And just because Show did that, I don't care what you say, Mr. Lexus, that's the best thing he's done in all tournament. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. <laughs> Mr. Lexus skipped this match. Mr. Andy, what do you think of this match? I don't know for sure if you skipped this match, but I'm, I'm just going based on past. I, I feel like I know your general vibe of what you like and what you're going to skip. Okay. So, um, <laughs> show versus yo is one we've seen obviously a million times. Oh like God, you mentioned, yes. um, I, I just, you know, I can't believe yo lost. Like what a pile of shit that is for him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe he lost. Like I was shocked that he lost. Cause I was thinking, well, he's got to win this here. You know, this is, this is the redemption story here. He beat Hiromu. Now he's going to beat show. But nope, he doesn't. He is a pile of shit at this point, and I don't know where you go with him now, except more feuding with Show, which we don't want. He lost to Show after losing after Show lost to Kanemaru in two minutes. So uh, I, I feel like that says all we need to say about this match, unless Mr. Lexus is going to shockingly jump in with any fucking nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go, go, go. It's all right, dude. <laughs> we got T10 versus Robbie Eagles. And I knew <clears throat> in the deepest part of my soul that sadly, Robbie Eagles was losing this. And he did. And I'm gutted. And I don't want to talk about this match anymore, which means I'm going to throw to Mr. Lexus Montez, what did you feel? about T10 versus Robbie Eagles fuck T10. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, definitely fuck T10. He's uh he's dashed as they would say his dreams. The Cinderella story is over. That's what we use here in the in the March Madness uh tournament time. Um unfortunately, Robbie Eagles should have been in the finals, ladies and gentlemen. There's no secret, oh my there's God, no I doubt love you about so much it. Right now. He should have been in the finals this year. Um he should have yeah. even, you know, he should just been in there, even if it was to lose. I think Robbie Eagles is somebody who they, and I've said this before on the podcast, Robbie Eagles is their most dependable guy, Jen, probably next to Zach Sabre Jr. Yeah. Um, if if Zach, if if Robbie is 1A, then Zach is 1B. <clears throat> Excuse me. But ELP also very dependable. But yes, those are the holy one, He's like he's yeah. like 1C. Yeah. Because ELP was yeah. in impact for a, whole, uh, for a while. Why you know that was going on, but at the same time, yeah, I wish I wish Robbie would have made it to the finals. I wish he would have you know vanquished the mighty T Tan, um, in a you know <laughs> did what he was supposed to do. So. 
Unfortunately, it was it was a it was a very luchatastic match. If there's one p- part yeah. in the match where Robbie does a, a a dive and he like flips over T-Tan and just eats it on the floor. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Uh that's weird. Uh but uh you know, this is a good match. I really enjoy it. I just can't believe he mm. was lost. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, he's got the Scott Joplin special. What does Teton have? Nothing. He's got a, a jean jacket with sequins on it. So I'm just uh, <laughs> jean jacket with sequins on it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Teton's flying around and shit. I mean, it's a it's a good match, and you know, I enjoy it. I was just bummed that, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't believe Teton beat him. You know, like what the fuck? But okay. You know, that's what happened. Uh, we're moving on and, you know, hey, you know, goodbye. That's Eagles. Instance. I, I hope I hope you get Probably in a few that makes sense. Next. Is an instance where I, I I wish and in my head canon, this is what I wish to be true. That Robbie Eagles got paid more than T-10 did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Probably. God. All right. <laughs> uh, I have to go, gentlemen. I have to get ready for work. Uh, sure. But I do appreciate this moment in time. <laughs> Luke, you're Dude, the greatest. <laughs> I love you, man. I love the fact that you've stuck with us this long, doing the best of Super Juniors. I love you, man. Thank you so much. And you're I love the champ, you, too. I'm the champ for right now. I love you, my fellow Bush Ranger. Andrew, um, feel better. If you need anything, yes, man, just let me know. Uh, you okay. guys enjoy the rest of this evening, man. Take care. Fuck yeah. It was super awesome having Mr. Lexus Montez, the fucking unsanctioned bird champion, uh, talk for as long as he did. But hey, <laughs> there's a lot of shit together. It takes a lot of time. Mr. Lexus has to go, go to work. He's got responsibilities, motherfuckers. It's true. But it's true. Uh, I love him, and I love the fact that, uh, man... This is the third best of Super Juniors in a row that Mr. Lexus has done with us. And yeah. I'm tickled pink with that. I hope uh, I hope that remains a fixture for the future. Fuck yes. I hope the listeners enjoyed that. We got some really good insight from him today in particular. So, you know, I think that stuff's really cool. And, you know, if I was a listener, I would love to hear a pro wrestler's point of view of some of this stuff. Because I don't think anyone else is offering that on their podcast. So. Yes, and that is indeed correct. I think I don't know. I don't maybe maybe not. Other I don't, Japan I don't, pro wrestling yeah, podcast. I don't. I don't wish to offend them, but I feel like, like, I don't listen to a movie review until after I've reviewed right. it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't want to be influenced. So, like, I, I love that there are people who do podcasts that follow us. I love them. I I don't listen to your stuff and it's no offense to you. It's just like, I don't want to copy your shit. I don't want to steal your shit. It's pretty much what I'm saying here. And, uh, and I respect it. Like I will like your stuff. I will retweet it and stuff, but I'm sorry. That's just, man, that Luke motherfucker. I hate that cunt, but, um, Oh shit. <laughs> I just dropped that a third time. I'm sorry, but let's do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. What's our next match, Luke? Come on. <laughs> All right. Fresh, let's do my job. Ace Austin versus Akira Francesco. 
or Francesco Akira. I already can't remember. But Ace and Akira are the two youngest men in this tournament. I thought this was a, uh, a really good competitive match. Akira wins, but like he does it with like this apron fireball and Ace is like dead on the outside and shit. Like it's pretty cool stuff with uh, Akira getting eight points and Ace on 10. It's pretty much more of an even Stevensy kind of thing. Ace looks amazing on 10 points. He doesn't need any more points. It's his first tournament. He's a guy, Jin. He's got an impact title. That's all he needs, man. Like, but I still thought, look, they're both young guys. Akira's pretty much had his best matches against veterans. But I still thought, even though he's had his best matches against veterans, I thought Ace Austin's a pretty good foil for him. I thought it was pretty good stuff. What did you think, Miss Sandy? Yeah, that's a good point. And um, one thing that was weird about this match, and I guess in retrospect, knowing who wins kind of like telegraphs this maybe bruschetta was telegraphing because he comes out and he's all fired up and mad like why what are you mad at you know what i mean he's all pissed off and like but i think that led into the fact the match is 100 miles an hour and so that's good and uh i enjoyed it it also after the match um bruschetta picked up the belt like he won it he's like this is mine yay you know which is pretty fun so and I don't even think that's where the stories are going. I think uh, I'll tell you where the stories are going after the last night. And uh, they all involve a fucking certain Aussie motherfucker. So, like, you. Let's do it, man. A match that uh, no doubt you and I are probably looking forward to. It's El Fantasmo versus El Desperado. And it's fun and games with El Desperado to start. This match is fantastic, man. And... Alphantasmo is hoisted on his own petard big time when El Desperado beats Alphantasmo with a Pinche Loco and a CR2. This match is fucking awesome. I loved it. Uh, I, I don't know about you, Mr. Andy, and I guess I should have asked Mr. Lexus before he uh, departed from the podcasting of this show. But there's two MVPs for me on this whole tournament, this whole fucking thing. Both these men, every single match, I never felt a stutter point or a I'm phoning it in point, at least on their part, or I'm fucking exhausted, please make it stop. And I would say those two men are Robbie Eagles and El Fantasmo. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, those two are my dudes for this tournament, even though they're not in the finals. I fucking thought this match was great. What do you think, Miss Sandy? Yeah, this match is fantastic. It has really good psychology. Yeah. And, um, you know, like there's tremendous numero dose reversals. And ELP has like a bunch of different ways to get out of it, which is pretty cool. You know, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's surprising, you know, kind of who won or well i guess not wait no what happened here so oh yeah okay so uh el desperado wins so that puts him in the finals so um you know also at the beginning of this match he needed a win or a draw elp did so elp was running away trying to get the time limit draw oh yeah and it it, it didn't work he also picked up some ladies like el desperado pillow and just punted it and she thought it was so funny 
<laughs> I love that. That's so great. Um, as far as like, you know, ELP being one of the MVPs, I would say other than that, uh, that I can't remember. It's one of the matches we, we talked about in the mm. first, I think it was ELP versus Wheeler Yuta. I think other yep. than that, that was like, he was very good. And that match was just kind of like, eh, going through the motions, but he's always great. You know, we've always talked about how yep. important he is and how great he is at pulling stuff out of other wrestlers. When you get him together with someone like El Desperado, it's a good kind of heavyweight versus juniors match a little bit, you know, where the yep. heavyweight guy Absolutely. is the smaller guy actually, but uh, Desperado after the match, he just goes and sits in a chair and like sells and waits around. Cause he wants to watch the main event. Luke. Oh my God. And I'm going to let you go first on this match because it is a fucking banger and absolute fucking awesome bangers. Deserve someone who can do a bit more, but better play by play by me because I don't do, I'm not a play by play motherfucker. I just give you, you guys my emotions on the matches and shit like that and all moves I think are cool. But dude, this is a fucking marquee match, like right here. Like, Definitely. On, so, all right. On, an, on another great matches, you've got <laughs> your main event, Hiromu versus Ishimori. Do it. All right. So at the beginning, uh, there's heat on Hiromu <laughs> immediately, right? So it's yep. fuck your arm and fuck your leg. What? And um, Hiromu comes back and gets a bunch of his stuff in. Falcon Arrow for two from Hiromu. He's working on Ishimori's neck, it seems. So. They start doing the ridiculously awesome pro wrestling we expect from these guys. Like, everything looks great. Big destroyer from Ishimori, but his neck is fucked. Bouye spot, and Hiromu's coming back with his five moves of doom. He gets a D for a rope break, boner lock for a rope break. Then every move takes a struggle to accomplish as they counter everything with another counter. Just like you're used to seeing in New Japan, but just a little, you know, a little extra, you know. Extra yeah. stank. Not stank nuggets. Oh, yeah. Stank. So um, we're getting near 20 minutes into this match. We're deep into it. We're into that magic time main event style match. And there's a reverse bloody cross for a double down, which is neat. Uh, rolling fireman carry. And Hiromu tries to run Ishimori into the exposed cor uh, uh, corner with the DVD. But uh, Hiromu goes into the corner instead. And Ishimori falls up with a shoulder breaker. I love that. Uh, spinning yeah, boner lock. And Hiromu's fucked, but he hits a roll-up in D, which Ishimori picks him up and hits a power bomb for another sweet double down. Uh, Bloody Cross is countered with a spike Rana roll-through into D. That was neat. Stunner, then another, and then D. And Hiromu gets a few different ways to roll Ishimori away from the ropes, which is always nice. Instead of just doing mm -hmm. the same way, he does it a couple different ways. It's cool shit. Ishimori tries to lift Hiromu, but he's out cold, and Hiromu just wins. Tremendous match, if predictable. Uh, Hiromu versus ELD, uh, El Desperado in the finals. I really like this a lot. I thought this was awesome. I thought this was pretty damn good, too. Uh, the champ is never in the fucking finals of these tournaments. Like, So uh, I guess everyone watching this expected Hiromu Takahashi to win. I did, too. In fact, it wasn't until, like, maybe this night or the last night or something like that, you said to me, like, yeah, dude, I think you said that uh, El Desperado and uh, Hiromu would be in the finals ages ago. I'm like, oh, did I? I think, I think we both said. Are you? I remember you predicting that at the beginning of the tournament, but 
I maybe it was me. I don't know. One of us said it. We mentioned that this was probably the likely story for the tournament to go. So uh, if there's a never open podcast nerd, you know the correct answer to this. Uh, we we don't. <laughs> so who cares? Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> Luke, are you ready? Because Fuck we got yeah, we're at the new pod Budokan, yeah. motherfucker. For the final night of the best of the Super Juniors, let's get started with the hot match of Toko Tomoaki Honma versus Ryohai Iwa. Uh, it was originally going to be Honma versus Juice, but uh, because of the appendicitis, we get Honma versus Iwa. The young lions are always fucking ready to go and ready to job too. This was a match. Honma is kind of rusty. Kukeshi for the win. Have anything to add to that, Mr. Andy? Um, not necessarily to that, but to the you know setup of our show here. Uh, yep. We have Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton on the call. They're fucking oh, there. Yeah. They're ringside, which is great. And uh, Juice is out with the tummy tum issues, is what my would say. He's got his tummy. He's got his tum tum. Oh my god! Wait. Also, something amazing happened during this match. I don't. I can't believe you didn't notice it. Is when Hanma came out, we heard his actual music. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he won, and we heard it again. That's you know what I expected? Up. Like, a part of me expected to uh, have uh, Satoshi Kojima just tag tag in and just fucking steal the win and pin Iwa mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. those fucking 1,500,000 fucking matches in a row that he tagged with uh Kojima tagged with Homma, but Homma won zero of them. <laughs> it was all Kojima all the time, baby. And I'm okay with that. Let's go for our second match, which is uh, Clark Connors, Titan, Yo, and Robbie Eagles versus uh, Alex Zane, Wheeler Utah, Ace Austin, and L. Linderman. And I have to say, right off the top of the bat, I love Clark Connors and I love Robbie Eagles. Fuck you guys. You teamed with T10 and yo, I hope you lose. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel, Mr. Andy. Yeah. This is a great high work rate, fun kind of tag team matchup start for the show, which I thought was really good. Everyone kind of gets all their shit in. It ends with Clark Connors taking all of the finishes, which makes him look fucking strong as fuck, which is what I love. Because Clark Connors is awesome. He finally takes his last finisher, which is a cinnamon twist by, of course, uh, Alex Zane. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the match. Post-match, Robbie Eagles gets into some faces. And those faces belong to fucking (laughs) both... uh, 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 Wheeler Utah and L Linderman because he pinned both of them and they both got titles and he loves gold. And, he's all uh, mad. I don't know why he's he mad. wants that fucking gold. He wants okay. the gold. That's why he's mad. You get mad? Huh? Yeah. Oh, like when I want a cheeseburger, I just go buy one. I don't like go and scream at the people. You know, I guess some it's people not do, gold. So. Obviously, you don't have gold fever. Like golden uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> You don't have gold so. fever like uh, Robbie Eagles. 
Do you have anything right. to add to this match, or should we get to the... Well, next, we have Ass Masters versus TJP and Akira. This is a match. It's fine. It's just kind of upsetting because uh, the United Empire just, just destroy the Ass Masters. <laughs> they just fucking destroy them. And, and TJP makes Taguchi tap out. They kill Wado after the match. Um, and then, like, this is that's not something that uh, un- United Empire does very often, by the way, where they, like do shit like that so this is this doesn't make any sense to what happens later which we'll talk about but i guess they're setting up getting a title match but they aren't so that'll happen at the dominion right yeah well luke here's here's what we should do so we should save all the like dominion talk for our next show where we're gonna set up the dominion stuff you know as far as like we know who's going where because we still have you know, quite a bit to talk about here. So, all right, let's do it then. Let's get into Kanemaru and Zack Saber Jr. Oh my God, I have missed Zack Saber Jr. versus Evil. Yeah, I've missed Evil too, and Show. I'm sorry. I love, I love Evil. Everyone knows this. I apologize but, uh, for liking Evil. He rules. Fuck yeah! Thank you, Mister Andy. I appreciate you, dude. This is. Where am I? Oh my god! All right, Katamaru Gambit on Katamaru. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Oh my god! What a fucking heel tactic that is! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I like this match. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. reversing the chain stretch that uh, House of Torture <laughs> does is absolutely fucking in character and amazingly awesome. I fucking love it. It's. Why did it take so long for that that fucking thing thing to happen? I, that was just fucking awesome. House of Torture can out heal Suzuki Goon, though. Uh, <laughs> can't out so they can't out heal Suzuki Goon. Togo spits whiskey into Evil's face. Hey, you're gonna steal? You're gonna steal uh, Kanemaru's whiskey? You're gonna end up uh, spitting it into your own guy's face. That's just the rules. That's just how it works. Low boys all round, and Zack Sabre Jr. arm bars show for the win. Hey, uh, this is where I write in my notes. Hey, maybe they're going to have a six-man never-open-weight tournament yep. match. And uh, please pick Doki. Yeah, they, well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> uh, Luke, we, next we have Okan on the cob with Hanare. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, Hanare, excuse me, versus ELP. <laughs> Fale and... Uh, Chase Owens, who are team t-shirt, and uh, Kanemaru Gambit, but uh, by the whole BC team. So it's, it's like a whole fucking thing there. There's all this heat on Ooh, Ocon. Yeah. There's a very convoluted purple nurple from ELP that's pretty funny. Uh, back rapes. <laughs> and, and the match is, is very good, but there's all this heat on, on you know, Ocon. And it's like, wait a second. Um, United Empire is 100% the baby faces in this match. And I'm oh, not yeah. talking like situational baby faces this is turning them baby face right here it's because what happens is ace austin appears on the apron and he he pulls out a card and the camera guy didn't zoom in on it or maybe i just didn't catch it until after what happened but it's a bullet club card and it distracts hanare sudden death cr2 and ace shows us the new card he's officially joined bullet club so i'm thinking this makes a lot of sense to me and the reason is is because jay white just left impact you know uh and so that leaves a void for bullet club representation there 
and you don't want your only Bullet Club representation to be Hikaleo. You know what I mean? No. Or I mean, no offense to Chris Bay, but he's not as big of a name as you know Jay White. Um, he's a fantastic yeah. wrestler, but you know Ace Austin just made a big name for himself in Japan. Got a bunch of fans. He's going to be, in my opinion, the the BC representative on Impact going forward, like the main dude there. So that's just my opinion. But it could mean that. But it could also mean that he's going to stick around for a while. So you know, or, or come back soon. I know that there's some ultimate x stuff coming up so i know he has to be back in the states soon but like you know he might be a new japan roster guy he might lose that title and come back over we'll see what happens i don't know no offense mr ace austin but uh if you lose that title and uh find your way journeying to japan i'm okay with that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah also i feel like the story for this match and uh, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton set it up amazingly was that uh, there's G1 rumblings, right? <clears throat> you know, yeah. there's G1 rumblings. It's going to happen soon. Hanari wants to be in it. Hanari's a heavyweight. Hanari gets pinned by El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo, as already stated, early oh, fucking straight from the conference, I guess, that he wants to do the G1 this year. So I'm into it. Uh, I feel like El Fantasmo, you're not going to make him. If you're not going to make him junior champion, make him a heavy. And fresh matches galore is shining out of your asses right now. <laughs> can, you <laughs> true, can you imagine ELP versus Yano? Oh, my God. Can you imagine oh. ELP versus... Uh, Tanahashi or Ishii or you know, I mean that's gonna be fantastic. But ELP you know, versus get... Tai Chi. ELP yeah, versus Yeah, yeah, man. I mean but, but the big I... story is the Ace Austin turn, which is pretty cool for him because not only did he make a huge name for himself, but now yep. he's gonna get paid like real money for probably the first time in his wrestling career. So that's fantastic, yeah. you know. Because Ace Austin, yeah, everyone, he's in Bullet Club and also what I loved most about it is he already had cards made up. Yeah. Boom. That's absolutely adorable. And of course, it's well, exactly what you want to have happen. Well, I guess who guess who recruited him when they were in, in impact? Jay White. The catalyst. Right? So this Jay is White, all makes baby. You know, that's great. Yep. So now something that doesn't make any sense, but I mean I guess it does, is what what happens next, Luke? What excuse me, I'm hiccuping. What happens next is <laughs> yikes. You haven't said yikes yet. And I've been pretty drunk. I've been pretty decent <laughs> for the right. last half hour. What happened Get out next? Come on. Sonata comes out, and Sonata, he challenges Juice Robinson at Dominion. But uh, that's not the match that's yeah. eventually going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> There's going to be a little extras to that, and uh, we'll mention that in the next episode. So, yes, uh, we will. So, stay right, tuned so, for that. Stay tuned for news you already know. <laughs> Our, our next it. match is Naito. LJ matches for you, man. Uh huh. I said the LAJ match is. Yes, is there we go. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Naito, Bushi, Shingo versus Taichi, Taka, and Duki. Uh, Taichi is all mad at Shingo for beating him, um, you know, in the, the, the yep. King of Pro Wrestling thing. And it's heat on Naito. Suzuki Kun is going for his eye, which is I, like it took him a few minutes to do that. And I was like, why aren't they going for his eye? And they were immediately going <laughs> as soon as I thought. I was like, yes, that's great. Now, in this match, Taichi and Shingo use mostly 
strikes against each other for quite a while, but then they do sumo stuff. And so I'm really confused as to what I thought it was going to be like a strikes only match, but then they start fucking around with the, the pin count stuff again at the end. Um, yeah. Also Shingo uses this move that is like a, it looks like a rings of Saturn type hold, but the ref counts three. So I'm not familiar with that move. So that threw me off because it doesn't look like a hold. It look or it doesn't look like a pin. It looks like a hold. And the ref's like, one, two, three, you're out, you know? So, I know what you mean. Yeah, and you're speaking my language because Perry Satin, I have a soft spot for him. I love him. He's tremendous, yeah. Well, Shingo pins Taichi after the match, and Naito counts to, like, five. Um, mm-hmm. So Taichi plugs his YouTube channel and says that that's where you can find out where the stipulations are, So, which we have not heard what they are yet, but we will cover that on our next uh, episode for sure. That is true i do love that they uh <clears throat> they did the trolling pin and then naito was douchebaggy enough to be like sneaking with the pins there that was fucking funny i love that that was some fucking gray shit all right so next match we have uh jado tamatonga toriyanu and kazuchika okada i have to admit i've, met, I've missed okada <laughs> shut the fuck up and uh, <laughs> and I've definitely missed Tamatonga, who is our champion, the Never Open champion. He is the champion of our podcast, and we hail him. Oh, hail. Now I'll move on. Versus Gato, Ishimori, Doug Gallows, first time back in Japan in years. And, of course, the catalyst of pro wrestling, our favorite wrestler. It is the motherfucking Switchblade, Jay White. But... What happens before this match even starts? Uh, guess what, everyone? Uh, pretty much the dude who had one of my favorite matches in New Japan history since I've started watching it. And I don't give a fuck what any of you are. I said Tanahashi versus Kenta is the bee's knees. Go back and watch that match. Is it's the shit? That's pajamas too. Oh, it's it, it's all that. I fucking love that match. If, if you're going to get injured in a match, that's the match you want to get injured in. Like, that's the match. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, nah, I, that's just like, a funny way to put it. So, Like, like you don't want to get injured ever. Obviously, I don't want anyone to get injured ever. But uh, Kenta is back. <sighs> and Jado looks amazing in Gorillas of Destiny gear. He's got the gear that the other two have. I love it. It's super adorable. It's, I love it. I, <laughs> I'm i glad I'm covering this match, Mr. Andy, I, I will say. And Jay missing with Chompy makes me happy. Like, just, like, don't touch me. Get out of my fucking face. Like, all that kind of shit. But doing it to Chompy, and I haven't seen him do it to Chompy for so long. Man, I fucking love it. And that makes you message me and go, I hope we get a lot of Kenta and Jay White because they're the best tag team. Yes. And yes, they are. And if they ever want to be in World Tag League, that would make us really, really happy because World Tag League is World Tag League. So uh, please, Jay and Kenta, save us from World Tag League. There's a funny moment in this match where Taiji Ishimori chokes out Jado with a shirt and Jado screams really loud. 
So I do want to. I do want to mention that because that is absolutely fucking hilarious. Mm. <laughs> and I love both gentlemen, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Jay does the uh, does these chops, which he's been doing recently uh, from what you've told me, and because I'm not not observant at all, but he does these two sweet chops. He will go, too sweet, chop, too sweet, chop. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Every preview piece of preview stuff between Jay White and Kazuchika Okada is crisp, smooth, amazing. They're going to have a banger at Dominion. You know it. Yeah. I don't care who wins. Actually, I do. I want to be Jay White, but you know it's going to be a banger, Mr. Andy. Jado and Tamatonga team up. And at the end, there's a gun stun on Gato. I know I talked a lot about that match, but Jay White was in it, so I, please, yeah. I hope you forgive me. Well, here's two two important story points here. Is that one is that Tamatanga won with the gun stun. Where did he get that move from? The guy he's facing in the uh, you know championship match, Carl Anderson. So that's oh, yeah. storytelling stuff there. But also, I think that Kenta was there as a kind of like backup plan because he only interfered against Tama. So it was mm-hmm. like, okay, if Carl Anderson isn't going to be like, if he's not uncoveted yet by Dominion, then Kenta will take that spot. So, and I would not be surprised if that yep. gets turned into a triple threat or something like that too, because why else was Kenta there? Didn't make any sense for him to not be there or to be there for nothing, you know? So um, after this, uh, we had this really like, you know, kind of like Tom Jones sound of music starts and Kevin Kelly's like, welcome to the velvet lounge here in the holiday inn in Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, and it's they not unusual. <laughs> they welcome to the stage. Welcome to the B stage behind and tip your waitresses. It is Fujinami and Fujinami comes in and he's like, man, I sure am a wrestler that exists. See you later. And goes over to commentary. Yeah, pretty much. He has disco 70s kind of music. You'd expect it in a 1970s elevator or porno or whatever. The music is what it is, but it's Fujinami. So we'll allow it. She's a lady. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Tom Jones is <laughs> tremendous, by the way. So, uh, yes, yes, he is. You ever seen Mars Attacks? He's just in that movie for no apparent reason, and he's just hilarious in it. Mars Attacks. He's like he's a, a main character in the movie. <laughs> I'm just thinking of being chained to a stage and forced to perform for Marge in that <laughs> Simpsons episode. But uh, yeah, yeah I'll let me some Tom Chumptons. Of course, he's also done a Bond theme, uh, Thunderball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's Final get into scene. it. Yeah. We're at the finals. This match is fucking amazing. This might go down as being one of my favorite matches of the year. Wow. Even though I strongly disagree with the finish. Uh, This match is absolutely incredible. I loved watching it. Charity is in the room watching the final with me. Man, we both got into it. It was fucking fantastic. But let's do it justice. Mr. Andy, I'm throwing to you first. What do you okay. think? Dude, is, you know if I go what? first, it's going to be a whole bunch okay. of... Okay. 
Okay. So, okay. Go. We don't have Do to. It. Yeah, we don't have to preamble the preamble. So, all right. So this is uh, when you were Ooh. stabbed by another um, black rider uh, fucking knife. Another one got you in this one. So you know, but yeah. At the beginning, okay, so Desperado is in this awesome black and gold gear. Hiromu is wearing his tentacle fetish gear, of course. And uh, Desperado, <laughs> he goes for softening up Hiromu's leg right away. And Hiromu counters uh, eventually on the outside. And we get a decent version of Desperado's ring post bump. Not the best one, but pretty good one. Uh, suplex on the floor from Hiromu. I guess he's going for Desperado's back. Not sure. Uh, Desperado cuts him off with more leg work. It's fuck your leg for quite some time. And Hiromu mm. comes back with his moves, but he's selling hard and he can't get as much behind them as usual. He does that like really good thing that you only see tremendous wrestlers do where they just can't, you know, they're selling almost a botch because they can't quite get enough behind it because they're injured. Oh, yeah. You see, you know, Not so the master of that. Yep. Yes, yes, and Hiromu is in LIJ2, and he does it as well. So Desperado oh, goes for a spear, and Hiromu gets D, uh, counters it with D. There's a chop block by Desperado. Uh, Hiromu fucks his own leg on the apron bomb attempt. Guitar death and numero dos for a rope break spot, then D for the rope break spot. Chops for our Bouye spot. It's not very smooth as they like roll around in this like pinning combo, and Hiromu gets a lariat. Um, but this is when it's starting to get real good. Uh, there's a time bomb too, but Desperado counters a spine buster, another guitar of death for two. Um, awesome forearm from Desperado. Pinche Loco, another, and he pins Hiromu. And we all thought it was, I mean, this was a tremendous false finish mm -hmm. because we all, I thought, oh, fucking hey, great. Desperado's going to win. Um, like Hiromu doesn't so much kick out as he just kind of rolls over at 2.9. I'm like, fuck, that was wild. Uh, then, you know, Desperado's like, well, fuck you then. Three dragon screws right in a row, numero deuce. You know, Hiromu's fucked. They crawl around on each other into a destroyer from Hiromu, but Desperado's still up. He doesn't go down. Bunch of really close near falls from Hiromu. Roll-ups, two super kicks and a lariat for two. Time bomb two, but Desperado kicks out. The crowd is losing their fucking minds. Uh, Hiromu reads uh, his wrist tape and clenches his fist. And I'm not sure what was on there, but it was maybe the secret to beating Desperado or whatever he had in the strategy <laughs> guide. But they just start punching each other. And I love when a match like devolves. A match this technical and precise devolves into dudes just punching each other. It's great. Um, there's a stunner for Hiromu, but he doesn't let go. So he hits another stunner, time bomb, then time bomb two, and finally he wins. Ishimori out. To, oh wait, Ishimori didn't even come out and do a stare down. Usually they would. Do no, that. he didn't. I, just, I went ahead and typed it, and it didn't happen. But uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> I understand that. I expected it. <laughs> My, I, I really enjoyed this match, and uh, the first half was kind of lame to me. But then it was just like regular. But then it got into super levels, and I loved it. I yeah. wish the Desperado won two. However. You know, um, actually, let, tell me what you think of this match, and then we'll talk about the results and all that stuff. So, all right, I, I absolutely love this match, and I, I'm gonna sound like a big fucking hypocrite here because the first part of this match, I'm messaging you, going like, this feels like a heavyweight title match, meaning we start off slow, then we move on to the good shit, and. This is what this match is, but 
both these men fucking crush it. They fucking, they get me in, they get me invested. I'm like, oh my God, El Desperado is going to win. Yes, 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 no. <laughs> and then he doesn't win. And I'm absolutely devastated. I know we've had mixed opinions on El Desperado, but I would also counter with that opinion that we've also had, which is, his feuds were kind of like he's got a Wato feud, then he's got a Yo feud. Like, get out of here with that shit, right? Give him some interesting yeah. fucking feuds, motherfuckers. Like, get out of here. But I felt like Hiromu's already won three of these, and the dude is already the most over junior of ever, any junior I've ever heard of in the junior division. Since I don't know, correct Kushida. me if they're wrong. Jushin Thunderliger, like oh, Kushida. He's, oh, he's, Kushida. Yeah. yeah, Kushida. All right, I'll 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 consent. Like, yep, absolutely, Kushida. And I didn't think he needed this. I don't don't think I don't think he needed this at all. And the commentary team by Chris and Kevin. I reckon they must have read the room because they looked at the room and they were like, oh, shit, everyone wants El Desperado to win. Because before the finish happened, long before the finish happened, maybe even in the boring first half of the match, they were just like, strap in, motherfuckers, because you might not like what happens at the end. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing what they say, but that's pretty much what they say. Like, strap in, motherfuckers, because, like, the dude you want to win, yeah, he ain't winning this. And he doesn't. And even even Kevin Kelly and, to some extent, Chris, at the end of the the show, say they wanted El Desperado to win. So I feel like it was a reading of the room by them and going, oh, shit. Everyone loves Hiromu. It's true. He is a international wrestling treasure. I can't think of anyone who is a fan of wrestling and is aware of Hiromu because there's probably fans who aren't aware of him. But everyone I have interacted with who knows of the existence of Hiromu Takahashi knows that he is an an international wrestling treasure. And so you want to win all the time, right? But... I feel like this was a big misstep. I was grumpy when it happened. I was upset. I'm glad we had the couple t- couple days to be like, we can process this and all that stuff. But where I'm sitting, man, this was about as painful to me. Maybe this was about as gutting to me as uh, Doki at Lucy's El Desperado was a few rounds later. I love you, Hiromi Takahashi. I respect you. Nothing like that has changed. Like, he's the man. But, Mr. Andy, what what did you think of this finish? Do you think Takahashi needed it? Like, what do you reckon? Well, I think that, like, you know, what you're talking about, Kevin Kelly and, uh, you know, Chris Charlton, I think that the crowd was very pro-Desperado because they wanted to see something different. And... Desperado was the underdog in a match versus a guy with one leg, which is, you know, yeah. I mean? <laughs> which is kind of messed up. So, you know, they did everything they could to try to 
you know, stack the odds against Hiromu, even though, but then Desperado becomes the baby face in the end, which is interesting. And that's probably not what they wanted, but, you know, I think that this is, as we've seen new Japan's kind of philosophy this year has been, let's make safe choices with our main titles, please. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's make safe choices with our tournaments. Let's make safe choices with these things because, you know, that everything they've done is blown up in their fucking face. So I, I don't blame them for having Hiromu go for this third one and get the win. I agree. It's, it's not the most entertaining uh, uh, story, that's for sure. But I, which one's going to sell the most tickets? Desperado versus Ishimori or Hiromu versus Ishimori? You know what I, I mean? Absolutely that's agree. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. That's the reason, in my opinion, that this has gone the way it has. It's the same reason that Okada there's a real good chance he's going to beat Jay White at Dominion. You know what I mean? So I, I, yep. I'm not going to be pissed off if that happens because I'm going to be ready for it because I know what their plan is here. And I don't blame them, man. We don't know how much money they lost during the pandemic, but I would imagine it's it's not been good for them. So, uh, you know, I especially with them continuing to pay everybody, even people that weren't working. And, you know, I mean, that that's good guy stuff. And you got to you know, he got to make that money back somehow. So that's kind of what I see happening here. And I'm not mad at it because Hiromu is going to be awesome. And, you know, hopefully he wins yeah. the title. If he doesn't, then what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, I, I feel it's safe to say that you and I both love Taiji Ishimori. But if Ishimori doesn't lose the title at Dominion, why did El Desperado lose at... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I see. I absolutely agree with all the points you brought up. I I don't like agree with all of them, and I don't. I don't know. You don't agree with all of them either. But they got to do what they got to do, and I respect that. And I respect Hiromu. I just hope, and I just hope they don't do. Ibushi booking for him. And what I mean by that is despite what all you motherfuckers and Mr. Andy have heard on this podcast, Kota Ibushi's like, he's fucking awesome. And I think he's amazing and all this kind of stuff. But with the combining of the titles and all that kind of stuff, I found it really hard to root for him. Which is weird because it's Fucking Kota Ibushi. And uh, my worry, and I hope they stiff clear from doing it quite like this, my worry, Mr. Andy, is they might do a bit of Ibushi booking with Hiromi Takahashi. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I would eat all of the crows for this and all the crows shit as well. Fuck it. Why not? Let's go all in on that. Um, but... Man, he's already won three, so I feel like El Despi really needed this a, a little more, even though with Ishimori as champ, it definitely makes more sense for Romu to wrestle him. I know right. that. Yeah. It, 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 I know that in my heart of hearts, in my soul. Okay, so here's how this here's how to fix this for you. Yeah. Is that Ishimori doesn't win the title right before the the champ, you know, the uh, tournament, and Desperado wins his block, and uh, or well, they're in the same block. Fuck, see, that's the thing. You got to fix this by having 
Hiromu and Desperado in different blocks, and then they win each other's block, and then that's the big blow off at 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 uh, Dominion, right? But yeah, you know that's that would have made this a little more like uh, the story would have made a little more sense, I think. But you know, it, we we talked about that about how weird it was that Ishimori has that, but Ishimori to me is like the quintessential just tremendous transitional champ like that yeah. champ that you could see holding it for a while but you know he's a transitional champ you know what i mean he's he's that he's the uh you know he's the chic basically you know pretty um, much yeah and, and and i i you know chic wasn't good in the ring but what a tremendous character and so you know ishimori's playing that the new japan version of that and that's it's he's doing a fantastic job it's safe to keep the title on him because he can keep it as long as he wants. And you still know he's trans he's a transitional champion. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense for her to win here. We'll see what happens. What do you think sense. of the tournament, Luke? You know what? I'm unsatisfied with the winner of the tournament. And I love the winner of the tournament. I love him. I, I just want to say that right now. I also want to say that, this is probably my favorite tournament we've covered together. Mostly, be I guess because, like, the juniors need some fucking respect. And finally, they got something that wasn't just a fucking half tournament. You know what I mean? Like, one block. Like, like it got the full block. I'm still, bla I'm still mad at Blank Paper. Hey, Blank Paper, fuck you. Max and Max was fucking sung live at the G1, motherfuckers. Where were you? Where were you, Blank Paper? Fuck you. <laughs> right? Sort of glory. Sort of fucking my fucking stank nuggets. Like, yeah, but that. this is one of... No, fuck that. I, I, I said it to you in a message, and I stand by it. This is the favorite, my favorite tournament that we've covered together. Yeah. The, the I don't... in work quality yeah, was amazing. I... Yeah. Yeah. That's where I stand on it, Miss yeah. Andy. I think you're right as far as that goes. It's I, you know, I don't think it's my favorite New Japan uh, Best of Super Juniors tournament. We were talking about that before we started recording a yep. little bit, but you know, there's been some really good ones. You know, the last one before the pandemic was fantastic. And, 2019, uh, yeah, yeah, 2019. I was talking about the 2016 one. I liked a lot, and yep. 2017 was awesome, also. But um, as far as this tournament here, it felt like a return to form. I think we beat that dead horse a lot talking about how, oh yeah, you know, one of these shows is going to be the line of demarcation where five years from now we look back and go, oh, remember that best of super juniors tournament? Oh man, finally we we're getting out of the, you know, the pandemic. And I think that like, you know, Kevin Kelly mentioned it a few times about how maybe we're going to start hearing cheers again. And our next show, Luke, is in fucking Osaka where they didn't give a shit in the middle of the pandemic. So you Hell think no. we're not going to get here cheers on the 12th? We're going to be hearing all kinds of cheers. And I think that Dominion is going to be like a big fucking deal for Japan. And the fact that leading up to this uh, Forbidden Door thing, I think that New Japan's starting to become cool again. Some people seeing some of their favorite, you know, kind of under the radar guys showing up in the best of Super Juniors, like your Wheeler Yudas and your, you know, your uh, Ace Austins. I think that that's a big deal. And that's going to help people kind of draw to new Japan. Yep. I think this is going to be a big year for them. And this is just the beginning. Five dollar. dues says something that I totally absolutely forgot, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. This, this tournament is absolutely fucking fantastic. And I want I just want to put it out. 
huge respect to every single man in the tournament because y'all had double block nights. That was fucking insane. Yeah, Yeah, that was. Now, I looked at the G1, um, the G1 tournament coming up, and it's a full month. So they're not going to do this on the G1. If they do it, they'll do it for like one night or something. So maybe first or last night. So that's good. So, so, you know, remember early on in this episode, Mr. Andy, where we're talking about the first show of the night and we're going like, yep, it's take it easy night or it's eh night. You know what? I give him that because so many double block nights in a row, you're going to get at least one night like that. And these motherfuckers crushed it. And I want to say the two wrestlers in particular who I never felt like they ever did that ever in this whole tournament. And I wish big things for them. Uh, one of them is El Fantasmo, and I see big, big things for him. He's going to the heavies. He deserves it. Yeah, and so. and his spot is going to be replaced, hopefully, by uh, Ace Austin. Uh, not only that, like, I, I even know that you've had some issues with some of his stuff in the past, and that's fine like that, but, man... Robbie Eagle should have been in the finals. <laughs> yeah, he he was great this year. And, like, I mean, you know, we talked about it quite a bit throughout the tournament. It's like, like he was one of those guys that went hard in every match, you know. And even the ones where we were supposedly taking it easy, he was out there fucking killing it. And I'm surprised he didn't win. I hope. Yep. You know, I can't, I can't imagine they don't have plans for him. I mean, he's, he's a star. So, you know. I would say he wrestled like a champion. Like a, an ex-champion, all that kind of stuff. And Miss Andy, we've done it. We've finished the, the best of Super Juniors 29. This is our third best of Super Juniors together. I love you, man. We've done it. Yeah. It's another tournament in our books. Holy it's shit! A dream books, yeah. It's a, oh my god. You know, it was it was a pretty good tournament. I'm I'm happy to do it with you again. And uh, you know, I think. Uh, you guys are really going to want to listen to our next episode because we're going to we're going to be loosely discussing, you know, disgusting. Dominion. Yes. Yes. We're gonna, <laughs> that that, too. Um, we're the gr- gruesome to some loosely disgusting things. And um, I uh, we're also going to have a neat little tribute to Sword of Glory next episode. And we'll have uh, the double E in review. Probably we're going to have all kinds of cool shit on the next episode. So if you just yep. uh, tune in for Best of Super Juniors. Check out our, our other episodes too because we're we're gonna we're gonna pull out all the stops next week. So it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. And uh, I just want to finish this show, Mr. Andy, with a huge fucking absolute mega thank you to you, man. Oh you're not well right now. Uh, I don't know if you want to specify that out loud or not, but I would just wanna say I man, thank you so much. You're not uh, 100%, and hey, we've, <laughs> we've been podcasting for quite a while tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I love you for that, man. Thank you so much. Another best of Super Juniors down, another fucking we tournament. It. We fucking did it, man. Every, every single one of them is a Boy Scout badge of honor, and we wear them <laughs> in our chests. They're all imprinted on us. Uh, thank you, Mr. Andy. Thank you, Mr. Lexus Montez. I don't know if you listen back to these, but if you do, thank you so much. You added so much. 
every single time to our best of Super Juniors. I appreciate you. Man, I'm so proud that you're the champ, even though I didn't watch it because I'm in another country and I don't have access to American indie shit. Or I do, but look, dude, I've got fucking time. I've got enough time to cover one federation on a podcast. And it's my fucking New Japan. And because he is the best, and he is the best at all the New Vegas. New Vegas? Man, that's full ass shit. What is happening? Fuck you. Shut up. Just go with it. In greater calm, we trust. Mr. Guy. Mr. Guy.